164. June 1st, 2017. This is the Spanish Announce Table podcast, a podcast about professional wrestling, amongst other things, like last week when we got into that godforsaken tangent about Dog the Bounty Hunter at the end. Mm. That was a thing that happened, for sure. But well, If anyone's worth a tangent. You should uh, expect that. I think when you're listening to this podcast, it's going to happen from time to time. Uh, it is uh, the three of us, myself, Warren, Brando is here, Scotty is here as well, and we have some wrestling to talk about. We've got a pay-per-view coming up, which will make our picks for that. If Forrest sends his picks in. Oh, he did. He's mm-hmm. the, he's lucky I reminded I should have just let it slide. I easily could have. <laughs> New champ. Easily could have. So will Boris hold the belt for like two weeks? That's a real joke. It's possible. It is very possible. It could be the shortest run in the history of the Sapod Picks Championship. Mine was 49 days. Exactly. All right. Um, yeah, so we'll get to that. We'll do some news as well. But first, gentlemen, what is new in the world of you? Anybody got anything they want to talk about? I can uh, update my on the wagon status and say I am still on the wagon. Good. Yeah. And uh, I only have 10 days to go. Ooh, the home stretch. I'm two thirds done. That's right. And I feel like the last third is the easiest third. I would agree with that. The mm. first third is the hardest, I believe. I feel like the, the middle goes. was the worst one for me. Yeah. I feel like the first one, it was like, well, sometimes I just accidentally go a week without a drink. Like it, the first one, you're just like, oh, yeah, this is a regular amount of time between drinks. Mm. I'm dr- what next week, if I were to drink next weekend, then it would be like, Seven days. I just did seven days, and I didn't even change my life. Sure. So that was easy, but then it was like, wow, it's been a long time since I've had a drink, and I still have a long time until I can have (laughs) another drink. So that middle section was real rough. And now we're at the point where it's like, oh, I got one wedding to go through, and that's going to kind of suck. Not the wedding, just not being able to drink at it. Uh, And then uh, the next weekend after that, I can start drinking again. Now, um, what what are you thinking? Are you gonna hop right back off that wagon and go full blower? Or are you gonna? I don't think so. Like, take her easy? like I think if there's nothing to do on the night where I can drink again, I'm not gonna like be like, ah, everyone go out and get drunk. Right. I wish there was a pay per view that night, but there's not. Mm, that would have been nice. Should have just drank at that. Would have been real nice. And then I'm gonna go to go to a baseball game on Tuesday, one of those prospects games. So I'll get probably real drunk at that. That's good. In the summer sun. Yep. That's pretty much it. Like I've told in the past, the not drinking has allowed me more time to stay at home. Uh, and I've been playing uh, Le- Legend of Zelda. Mm. I've started that. That game seems like it's going to take me a year and a half to finish. <laughs> I always forget that you're a, you're a completionist. Yeah. And I don't have. When it comes to your video games. And I don't have the free time. Like I. Like on my days off, I usually go out and, and do a lot of stuff. So I never have like the. The big, I got two days, all I need to do is play Zelda. Like, those days where you really get a lot of that kind of game done. I never have any of those. So, for me, it's like sitting down for like two hours. Like, oh, I got two hours to play Zelda. 
And then I'll be like, oh, good. I found the six chickens in that two hours, and that's the only thing I did today. Yeah. I completed about 0.1% of that game <laughs> in this two hours. Yeah, because I remember even when you first said that, that you were like, oh, it's going to take me forever to finish. I'm like, well, it didn't take me that long, but yeah. I have not, I didn't do any of the extra stuff. I just kind of did find the towers, and now I'm at the castle, and that's where I stopped a month ago and haven't picked it back up in a while. That's unfortunate. So, Came so close. I'll get there. It'll yeah. happen. It'll happen. Uh, and I uh, finished Game of Thrones for like the fourth straight time, and now I'm watching House of Cards. And I'm getting to the point, like, I, I watched House of Cards until about the third season while it was coming out on Netflix when it was brand new. And then I totally fell off, uh, much like you at the castle. And mm. then uh, now I've gone back because I didn't, I looked at, like, the episode I was on on Netflix. And I was like, I have no fucking clue what's happening here. So I went back and started over. Uh, now I'm almost back there again. Pretty, uh, pretty stoked on the new season. I've heard somewhat good things about it. Uh, I actually don't care. Like, I started doing this before I even remembered that there was a new season coming up. Mm -hmm. So this new season could have come out now, or it could have come out last year, or it could have come out in another year, and I'd still be like, well, I'm just going to watch House of Cards until I'm out of House of Cards episodes to watch. Fair enough. I'm not hooked on it the way I get hooked on other shows. But Is that I do think Kevin it's good. Spacey? Yeah, that one? he's yeah. really good. Yeah, I hear good things for it. He does a lot of looking at the camera mm -hmm. and telling you what he's thinking. Like fourth wall breaking kind of? Yeah. Cool. But it's like, yeah, it's like monologues where he's like in the middle of a conversation with someone and then he'll turn to you and be like, so what this guy's going to oh, do Oh, like next, Saved by the Bell? Kind of. Except time doesn't really freeze. The other people just act like they can't hear him. Mm. I feel like time froze in Saved by the Bell. Did it freeze? Yeah, I felt I, like time froze. I don't think I've ever watched a second of that program. Oh, Kelly Kapowski. Fuck, she's hot. Eh. Eh. Don't you dare eh, Kelly Kapowski. Uh, now. I can eh her now. Yeah. Is what I was Oh, right. yeah, she's a little bit. She's, I, she's the exact years same. Years were not kind. She's the exact same age in my head. Uh, uh, Scotty, what's new with you, bud? Uh, Overwatch Season 5, or whatever competitive, just started. So I just played like three hours of that today. Nice. You getting in on that new uh, event? Yeah, new I've got event. anything good, though. I've, I've I've fallen off on that game quite a bit, actually. Yeah, you can go back to it whenever kind That's of thing. That's the thing. It'll come and go, I think, for me. But how'd, the, uh, how'd you get ranked today? How'd you do? Uh, silver again. Good. So, That's not bad. Right. Yeah, I, I noticed that like there's a big influx of like new players playing. So I think I'm not better. I think there's just a lot more shitty players in. They just had one of that free weekend, too. So maybe that got, and I think it's on sale on Xbox or. Yeah, I think it's like 20% off or buy so it just, for 20 bucks or something like they that. They just released a one year anniversary edition, which I don't know what the fuck is the difference between that and the game that I already have. You just get free loot boxes. Is that what it is? Yeah. That makes sense. God, everyone's going to own that game soon. There's going to be like a one to one ratio for people who own Xbox Ones and people who own that game. Mm. Good game. It was, is a good game. It was our game of the year Very last good year. Game. Terrific game. Anything else? Such uh, that, just watching The Office. Um, I'm at parts now that I've never seen. Good. So, like, the Michael Scott Paper Company just not folded but got bought out. Spoilers. Spoilers, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty old. I wouldn't say that's a spoiler by any means. There's moments where I was Never like, had a chance. I check what year it is, and I'm like, oh, my God, this was 2005 or something yeah. like that. If you didn't know that paper ago. company was going downhill, then you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's good. I, I love that show. It's my favorite show, I think, ever. Yeah, Ooh. I can see why. Yeah. It's up there for me, too. Got a lot of memorable lines and characters, so. Good. Um, <laughs> anything yeah. else? No, it's been a slow week. No. 
Um, what have I done? I went and did we talk about going to see Guardians of the Galaxy? Because I don't think you were here last week, and I don't think I brought that up. Uh, I was not here last week, and I don't know that we did. But yeah, I yeah. talked you about just it. On you the saw it and you liked it, but go on. It was, it was good. good. Yeah, yeah it's good. It was a very funny movie. It <laughs> yeah. was not. I think the first movie. I think you even put it this way, Brando. The mm. first movie was better. The second movie is funnier. Yeah, I think I actually think I laughed out loud more during this movie, but I thought I enjoyed right. the first movie as a whole story and everything. Plot. Yeah, I think it's just hard for them to capture that magic of the first film because the first yeah. film, like nobody knew what to expect. You had expectations. Well, and of that's the second one. The thing for me is, I think they did capture that magic. I just think people went to this thing knowing what the magic was. Yeah, well, like also, I felt like the tone and everything was the same. I was like, oh, I. I I got there and they were cracking their jokes and I was like, yeah, this is, I remember this shit. This is great. I yeah. love Guardians of the Galaxy. The only things where the tone is really different is that like it, this one's a little bit more somber of a film and you feel that with the music. Because I was listening to the two different soundtracks. So I was like, is the second soundtrack not as good? And I'm like, no, it's just as good. It's just a different feel. That's every uh, franchise. The second chapter is always the darkest. Yeah, you always got to change it up. You can't do the same thing twice. I, uh, I wasn't crazy about the whole dad thing. Like, like I knew the, they had to go down that road, but I didn't think that it would be the main focus. No. Oh, yeah. When James Gunn anything. said, it's a film about fathers. I know. I'm just like, he yeah. meant it. Yeah. But I, it was okay. I didn't, I didn't dislike it by any means. I just mm. think the first one was a better story, but the second one I definitely laughed harder at. Batista was tremendous. Mm. Again, like he was, he's born to play that role. Yeah, he is that, that person. Him and that green lady were real good together. Yeah. <laughs> the one with the antenna. Really not the green lady. The yeah, antenna, the, the antenna lady. Yeah, you are hideous. Yeah. <laughs> this ugly bug girl is my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so good. He's so good at that. Um, what else? There was something else that we did, didn't we? Oh, Warren, we were just always doing stuff. You and me. Um, I don't remember what it was. It, I guess what? Whatever. Can, got. Uh, What's that? You might be going down this road, so I'm just going to let you go. I got uh, Friday the 13th video game. Okay. Oh. That uh, it was a broken game when it came out. It was very broken. I um, got to watch uh, Warren play this, and oh. I gave a very bad first impression. When you say is... broken, do you mean you couldn't get in the server? And the game is broken, too. Oh, the game yeah. is? Okay. It was. They like... fixed most of it. Matchmaking on Xbox specifically is not quite there yet, but they're still working on it. Um, but they just weren't expecting numbers. Like yeah. they had 70,000 people in the first 20 minutes or something. I saw their tweet where they their... said, we thought at the most we were going to get 35K yeah. and we got 70K. And I mean, it's hard when you're a small indie Kickstarter project game to have the mm -hmm. money for servers. Yeah, no, but uh, you could still play it. It would, uh, it depended on, I think, who was hosting and stuff, but you could still get in like it. The cool thing about being on Xbox as opposed to PlayStation is they have that, like, looking for group feature now. So there are so many people that are like, hey, I'm playing this game, looking for people to play with, and you could just go in there and join whoever's game, and then you can still easily find a game to play. Get an easier, better connection that way, too. Uh, but then it would also be points where the game wasn't saving your progress. So I'm like, well, what's the fucking point in even playing this right now? Because if I'm going to level up here, it's not going to be that level tomorrow and... It's a fun game, though. I really, really like the game now that it's kind of better in the actual gameplay. Um, like, like I say, I still can't find a match. Or you can, but you have to wait like 15, 20 minutes, and I could play two matches in that time. So. Okay. How many um, dollars did you spend on this? It's only a $40 game. Okay. So it's so. not a not a full retail nope. $80 thing? Nope, but it is fully licensed, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, as someone who is a big Friday the 13th fan, yeah. I just follow like the Twitter account for the game. I haven't picked it up yet. 
But just going through all the different masks that they have, and it blatantly says, this is from part three, this is from part seven, this is from Jason Takes Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And are like there different different like maps you play on? How many? Yeah, there are different ones. Yeah. Okay. I feel like either I just There's wasn't three paying. right now, and I think they're planning on rolling out four or five more. Ooh, there you go. At some That's point, good, they're uh... also rolling out a single player within the next couple months. Uh, there's something else they're doing. I think more skins and stuff too. I wonder if the single player is as a counselor or as a Jason. I think you can do there's there's a story mode which is I would assume a counselor and then mm-hmm. there's a you can play versus AI as Jason. Oh yeah, okay. Um so both I guess technically. Mm-hmm. But, um I th- I will say that they for a game that was broken, they handled it very well. They were totally open about it and be like, "Okay, we know about this and here's how we're going to fix it. We know about this, here's how we're going to fix it." They owned it. Yeah, they were like, "Hey, we're trying our best here, guys, and I don't think anybody was really pissed off about it because at the end of the day, it's only a $40 game. You know it's going to be working at some point. So. And it hasn't dropped on Twitch, stopping in the past top 10 games. Yeah. Like, still since it came out, it's always it's been in the top 10. such a great concept for a game. Like, it's hide-and-seek, but with a guy trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fucking great. And you, the feeling when you finally escape, like, the first time I escaped, I... It's like fucking fire. It's like you, you fist pump in the air. Because we're driving the car out of there, and I'm like literally like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, the whole time. Because he can just pop up out of nowhere and stop the fucking car. And then you finally get out of there, and I'm fucking like, woo! Did it! Yes! Didn't take anyone with you. That was me and another guy. Okay. That was me and another guy. <laughs> I did that one time. We're, we're going to fucking was, I got to fucking go. There was this guy with a machete. I had a battery and a key, and I got the fuck out of there. And there was I drove past the guy. He's like, Wait, stop, let me in. <laughs> just, nope. <laughs> Fucking, I'm out. <laughs> you seem to don't understand what kind of danger I'm That's in right. here. That's right. I'm a lady. You're a man. You can defend yourself. I'm getting the fuck out of here. That's right. And in the actual horror film, once Warren hits the highway, he gets smoked by a semi. T-bone. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. he didn't make it out, actually. Karma's a bitch. Uh, but subsequently, <clears throat> from playing that game, I've gotten into watching the films as well. So I am just finished part two last night. What do you think? They're good. Part yeah. two is where it starts to become Jason, Jason. Yeah. So yeah, it only gets one, better. The first one is weird that you're just like, you don't see him at all. And then you find out what you find. I guess I don't need to worry about You can about spoil yeah. fucking the first Friday. Movie. Let's uh, talk about it. It's, you don't you don't see him. And then it turns out to be his mother. And then his mother dies. And there's a big jump scare at the end of it. And, and, great. and the whole reason the mother's doing it is because the counselors let him die, uh, drown in the mm-hmm. lake. And and uh, the first, so the jump scare at the end with the boat, that one got me pretty good in the first one. Okay. And then at the end of the second one, I'm like, this is not, because there's a window right behind you. I know what you're doing here. And then he fucking did another one. I'm like, see, I was paying attention enough to not let that terrify me. <laughs> How scary is Baghead Jason, though? I like the Baghead Like, it's Jason. real gritty. Yeah. And the, the psychology behind the whole sweater and the... Pretending to be his mother? Yeah. Genius. Genius. Wait till three. Like, there's, there'll be a, a moment where he just grabs a prop, and you'll be like, oh, here comes the real Jason. I'm stoked to get into, yeah, where it's better graphically and, and just, like, I think when those movies first started coming out, there's just ways that they filmed it where, like, I'm so used to horror movies now where, like, okay, somebody would have their back to the camera, and they'll zoom in slowly on the person. Yeah. And it and just makes you know me think, coming. oh, I'm the guy right now. Like, this guy's behind them. Yeah. And then they'll just turn around and casually continue on doing what they're doing. So yeah. clearly there's nobody there. And I'm like, wait, 
So why did we do the fake what? out? Right. And and I guess it's just yeah, the way that I'm just used to horror movies now. It's, it's like, like old film tricks, pretty much, of like trying yeah. to get some suspense going. It's the same thing as sometimes cool. the sound balancing is really off on some of these old films, mm. and they're supposed to be like that, where you're like, "Fuck, why is it so quiet when everyone's talking?" And like, it's a little cheesy when he like slices people's necks, and you can yeah. clearly see the prosthetic like outline. And it'll be funny though. There'll be a moment where the violence will jump the shark, Warren. That's, that's fine. Like where Jason that's... will be like smoking people in uh, like sleeping bags against trees. Good. And you'll be like, <laughs> well, and like the beauty... I'm desensitized enough to this now. The beauty about that franchise is that like, I can't blame him. He's yeah. he's kind of like the fat kid, the outcast because he looked a little fucked, and then he drowned because people were paying attention to him. <laughs> How can you feel bad for this character? Maybe he shouldn't be killing people. But he's also an undead or whatever the hell he is at this point. I don't know, so don't spoil it. But also, depending on your beliefs, he always takes out people doing what? Premarital sex? Right. Smoking drugs and in the forest? in his domain. He All he's just doing is being like, hey, I live here now. Don't Res- nobody come in here. He's and like we're good. swamp thing. He's like, respect the swamp. Stop- I'm not going to leave my spot. If you come in here, I'm going to kill you. There's always someone at like the fucking fishing cabin where you buy the bait being like, yo, don't even fucking stay here. This is Jason's lake. You're they fucked. get warned and every like, time. Oh, okay. There's always a crazy hitchhiker yeah. or something. Fucking idiots. Idiots. Wait till he, wait till he buys stupid. his spaceship. Yeah. We <laughs> need to have a horror Jason movie Penn. review podcast. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I don't even. I'm not even a big horror movie fan. Although I have been getting into it because I watched Get Out recently too, and that's also a very good film. Yeah, but maybe not. It's a very different kind of scary. Yeah. Not that's necessarily more, uh, horror, a yeah. classical horror movie. Right. But. Well, not slasher horror. It's yeah. That's more a psychological what the Thriller. fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost more like a, like a Shutter Island or like a, what was that other one? What Lies Beneath. The, the spin in the- Eyes Wide Shut. The Leonardo DiCaprio one. That oh, the Inception. Da Vinci Code? Yeah, Inception's not, uh, Inception's very not scary. Yeah. Like even more so. It's more like an action movie. Fair enough. Friday thirteenth. It's good. It's good. Getting into it. Getting right into it. Yeah. Um, other than that, I got nothing else. Anybody else want to? I wanted something? to ask you uh, if you wanted to talk about this dog. Oh right. <laughs> right. Oh, another dog. We're getting a dog. Oh geez. Oh I, really? This, this, it's official. Yep. All right. On on Saturday, they drop him off. We have a week long trial visit, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. See how things go. Make sure everything works, and basically then just keep the thing alive. A week. Yeah, pretty much. And then uh, a week from Saturday, we would uh, finalize the adoption. Well, there you go. There you go. What's this dog's name? Don't know because it doesn't matter because it's going to be changed when we get him. Do we know I think he was a stray, so I don't think like it was. Yeah, it's not like he's gonna. Uh, Keaton was yes, what Keaton. they were. His code code name Keaton. Yes, that's right. Michael um, Keaton. Keaton. I am the knight. Call him Batman. <laughs> it's a white dog. Do you have a name planned? Nope. Okay, you gotta see how he acts first. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I also don't know, like, the process of, like, I don't know what words you need to stay away from so it's not confusing with commands and stuff. Like, I have to do my research on that. Call him Rufus. I've I've thought about it. I've actually Rufus. considered that name. It's a good name for a Since dog. Since I was a child, actually, I've considered that name. Oh, really? It's a dog name. It's yeah. A oh, no, name. I agree that that is a dog name. Yeah. You know what 100%. I think my, one of my favorite dog names is? Mm. Copper. But it only works with dogs that are... Basset hounds, copper, copper <laughs> colored. <laughs> wasn't that, wasn't that the dog? That was the dog's name in, uh, in uh, Fox and the Hound, though, right? Oh shit! It was. That's that's why. I that said might Basset be Hound. how. Maybe that's how I thought of that name. 
but I totally forgot. I did not put that together, yeah. but my brain may have yeah, somewhere just in the subliminally, <laughs> yeah, in the in the back there. Good. All right. Chance. Anything else? Chance is also good from uh, Homeward Bound, Homeward I believe. Homeward Bound, yeah. I like Sanchez's little helper. <laughs> what was the old one's name in that movie? Chance and Sassy and what? <sighs> what are you talking about? All dogs go to heaven? No, uh, Homeward Bound. Buddy? Was it Buddy? Was it that might it? have been Buddy. That's a good, nice generic dog name, too. Rover? All dogs go to heaven was... Uh, Fuck, where were those dogs? Names? I don't know. I've never seen that. Um, I'm probably I sure I can picture I the girl yelling. Oh, geez. That's Sassy. What's the, what's the Disney one? Oliver and Company? Speaking of dog animated films? Shadow, Shadow was, was the, the old one. The main dog. Oh, that's a great name for an old dog. That is. That is. Um, what were you saying? Sorry. Oliver and Company? You ever see that? That was also a very good I don't movie. think I see that. That was my first film in theaters. My first film in theaters was The Lion King. That's a pretty good one to hang your hat on. Um, Oliver Company's good. It's underrated. Nobody ever talks about it. This does not tell me anything about dog names from All Dogs Go to Heaven. What? Yeah. Uh, Don, Don DeLuise played one of them. Don DeLuise. Charlie. Char- Itchy. Oh, tra- Itchy. Itchy and Charlie. Gotcha. And then Anne Marie was the little girl. Yeah. There you go. That was a, that was a weird movie. Was that a Disney movie? Um, or was that just an animated no. movie? I think it's that DreamWorks. De- that dealt with some adult shit. It did. It really did. Uh, a Don Bluth film. All oh, right. That's what that is. Don Bluth, you maniac. Yeah. From the director fucking... of An American Tale in the Land Before Time. Oh, yeah. Oh, American. Five Goes West. Five Goes West was a little fucked up, too. Yeah. It was supposed to be a kid's movie. I had a weird old, like some crazy VHS that... growing up now that I think about it. Yeah. Bluth was notorious for just. Sneaking adult bombs. movies into little Isn't cartoons. Bluth also the guy who did the what, arcade game, Dragon's Lair or whatever, where it's like the animated thing and you got to time the joystick? Oh, geez, I don't know. Perhaps. I have no idea what you're talking We're about. We're just asking too many questions now. We've gone down the Wait, Is the this Warren. a movie, Dragon's Lair? No, it's an arcade game. Video game, 1983. Advanced microcomputer systems is what it said. Yep, Bluth, Don Bluth. Yep. There you go. Cool. There you go. Good memory, Scotty. Well done. I know. Bluth. I'm the shit. All right. The Bluth from a program that Brando does not enjoy watching, Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't like Arrested Development? Uh, I don't. It, you know, there's a big leap between I don't like Arrested Development and I don't like Arrested Development. Mm. You know? Like, it's not that I, like, watch this and be like, I can't believe people watch this. It's just, sure. like, when it goes on, it's not like, oh, I got to sit down and watch this. Like when people say, do you like Arrested Development? I'm like, no. I've never really watched a lot of it. No, mm-hmm. I'm not, not a fan. But if people say, you don't like Arrested Development? Then I'm like, well, it's not that I don't like it. It's just, you know. It's right in the middle. Yeah. Right down the middle. Exactly. That's fair. There's a lot of shows You're that I like. You're not anti-Arrested right. Development. There's a lot of shows I like a hell of a lot less than sure. Arrested Development. Yes. yes, that's fair. All right, let's do the news. And now. Spanish announced table news. Brandon Lynch. Warren Barris. I am ridiculously under-depa- under-prepared as usual. However, I don't think there is much to be prepared for. 
Yeah, there wasn't a lot of news this week. Slow news week. So let's start off with our lead story. Ken Shamrock. Now, if you don't know who Ken Shamrock is, he was a UFC. Like he fought in like UFC one, didn't he? Like the Ultimate Fighting Championship before it was like a number. I think you're thinking and of they, Dan Severn. I feel like he I was f- in there before Ken it Shamrock. Got big, but Ken Shamrock was in there at some point. I don't know if he was on the first one, but yes, you're right. He was in there a long he was, time. He was there back when you used to fight all your fights in one day. Yes, Which exactly. Was yeah, it was a crazy one-day fucked tournament. Fucked up concept. Uh, and also uh, WWF Attitude Era Superstar, uh, noted for using the ankle lock. Let's he see. did fight at UFC 1. Look at you. Look oh, at me. Good. I'll hold that shit. Um, was Dangerous Man Alive, I yep. believe. That's what he was called. He's 53 years old currently. So it's probably less dangerous now. Keep that in mind when you hear the rest of the story. Right. Anyway, Ken Shamrock... Uh, went on, uh, did an interview with Hannibal TV, mm-hmm. uh, and talked about a number of topics. Uh, one of which saying that the Montreal screw job, uh, led to his departure from the WWE. That might be old news. I did not know it. Um, and it talked about how he would like to come back and face Brock Lesnar for the WWE Universal Title. He says that uh, the only he's won championships wherever he's gone. The only place he hasn't won the main championship is in the WWF. He says so we'll have to get him up to speed on branding. <laughs> Gonna need some work there. Yeah, uh, and says he wants to come back and at least get a shot at the heavyweight title. Also, not what he would be going for if he wanted to fight Brock Lesnar. And he hopes Brock Lesnar has it because he coming for him. Yeah, good luck with that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to hold my breath waiting for him to show up on a on a Monday Night Raw anytime soon. Yeah, no, I don't think the WWE really wants anything to do with him either. Nope. Every, like... Goldberg was old, but at least not clinically insane and hadn't been punched in the face for the past 15 years. That's right. And, like, Shamrock always tries to get, like, weasel his way back in. In some interview, he's like, oh, someone will give me attention? Hey, I'd love to come back yeah. for another run. It's funny what these guys who are in the business and spend their whole... Uh, life in a business of like self-promotion and like trying to be the most relevant guy on the card when they start to not have any of that how sad it is when they so hard struggle to to find that relevance and be like well how can i still market myself there's got to be something i can do to not just fade into the black cut to lonely virgil waiting with nobody (laughs) wanting his autograph that's why it's great that all these people have twitter because then they can it's say true. something controversial and people, people will be like, oh, this guy. Let's well, talk about One this. of the Road Warriors did that this week. Talking shit on the Dudleys. Did he? Yeah. The... Why the Dudleys? Well, that's a weird person to just randomly call out. He was just like, I don't think they've had a Hall of Fame career. Not like the Road Warriors. And it's <laughs> like, all right. Shots fired. No, they seem Look like out. they're doing all right. All um, right there, Hawk. Yeah. X-Pac. You may remember from our... Pretty sure uh, Hawk's dead, by the way. Fuck, I said the wrong <laughs> one. All right there, animal. 50-50 shot. Boris is going to be losing it here. I'm going to have to turn down that fuck, too, so thanks for that. You bet, bud. John Walden, <laughs> best known as X-Pac. You may have remembered him from our stories about him likely trafficking crystal meth overseas. And exploding his anus. <laughs> and exploding his anus. <laughs> you remember for such tales as. <laughs> such sat pod exclusives. Uh, Sam Roberts of Sirius XM first reported the news uh, that he had all his drug charges dropped related to the recent airport arrest. Uh, TMZ Sports reported Friday, uh, tests on the pills found during the search came back negative, and sources told the outlet the case is over. 
finished. That's crazy. It is crazy because Waltman said this would happen. He said this is all a mistake. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, Sean. Sure it is. <laughs> yeah, we're all like, all right there, X-Pac. And now look at us. <sighs> Maybe he's not full of shit. Be, well, I'm trying to workshop an anus broken joke here. No, but, but his tights nothing. are. Yeah, I don't there, you need, yeah. there you go. I was going to say, I don't need you to actually get one. I just need you to workshop it <laughs> until I get to my next story. <laughs> uh, I had one more, boys. Don't leave me hanging. What was it? Emma is going to be back in mid-June from her shoulder injury. Didn't Emma know, watch. Didn't know she had one. Stone cold. Actually? Yep. Oh, totally, really? Totally missed that. Okay. I thought she was just really struggling to get any attention coming back. <laughs> I just thought you couldn't get over. Uh, Stone Cold endorses Jinder Mahal on his latest podcast. That's all I have to say on that. Jericho had Teddy Hart on his podcast last week. It's crazy. Yeah, I could see that being a little, uh, a little, little fucky. Every time Teddy Hart does a podcast, he reveals like one more fact of his like crazy life, and you just slowly put the pieces together. Uh, Jinder Mahal did an interview with GQ. He was in the GQ magazine about, That's good his, exposure. about yep. his diet and how he got so fucking ripped and vascular. Drugs. So that's pretty cool. Like so, uh, somebody from one of the boys from PWA shared that they announced one year ago today on Facebook, they announced that he was going to be at Night of Champions. And here we are a year later and he's a fucking WWE champion. Like who would have thought yeah. a year ago? That is insane. One year. That's not a lot of time. For him to go from looking pretty fat on an independent circuit to yeah. now he's this jacked monster heel who is the WWE champion. And like never WWE never. Network subscriptions have like tripled in India right yeah, now. That's huge. Like it's a brilliant move. I thought I read that it was like two point four million paid. Mm. So not even people who are on the free month trial. Paid subscribers over there. So that's gotta be pretty dope. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, WWE Network News, Table for Three, a new one is going to debut Monday after Raw. It's got Flair, Sam Martino, and Bob Orton on it. That's going to be weird. Mm, the past um, one was good with Cornette. I haven't watched that one yet. It's still, uh, still out there for me. It was good, though. Yeah, Cornette Bischoff and P.S. Hayes is the mediator. Good. Well, that's nice. Uh, the Kurt Angle WWE 24 documentary is going to debut in the WWE Network in July, so we don't have to wait much longer for that. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brie Bella is training for a WWE return already. Right. Didn't she just have the baby like last week? That's yep. She there's a video of her rocking out to her Brie Mode theme song while pumping iron, as it says on the YouTube description. Is she not pumping iron? She is, but oh, it okay. uses the words, the words pumping, pumping iron. iron Who wrote the out? John Cena uploaded? That's why it's got the term uh, pumping iron. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, she's gonna try and come back, I guess, at some yeah. point. Uh, the WWE has signed former CWC competitor Raul Mendoza. Mendoza, if, uh, if you remember him, I don't. Um, he lost his first round match against Brian Kendrick in the cruiserweight challenge, but impressed WWE officials and has recently started working the NXT live events. Excellent. Good for him. There you go. Another another body death. Throw in the old cruiserweight 205 live pool. And another guy Let's that uh, got the start from uh, the cruiserweight challenge that mm. uh, you're kind of hoping everyone are like, well, the, these 32 guys, not very many of them are going to get a lot of exposure, but hopefully just getting their foot in the door and getting a look at them. Sure. Uh, Christopher Daniels wants to wrestle Chris Jericho. Don't we all? 
He said, uh, somebody asked him who he wanted to wrestle that he hasn't wrestled yet. He said, Chris Jericho, I don't think it's going to happen just because of his schedule, a very busy man. When he goes back to the wrestling ring, it's for the WWE, and I don't think he'll, I'll ever get an opportunity to wrestle for them, but that was a dream of mine to wrestle him, someone I respected and tried to emulate the perfect combination of athlete and entertainer was Chris Jericho. Yeah. I would Fucking be, right. I'd be in on that match. A couple of... A couple of 40-year-olds duking it out for the first time. Nothing wrong Some with of that. the best aged guys. Yeah, sure. I love watching old men fight for their pride. <laughs> like some Metal Gear 4 shit. Um, was it the f- it was Five Star Wrestling that was doing the million-dollar offer to CM Punk, yeah. right? Mm. That was them. Uh, they have rescheduled everything. Uh, this is uh, a, a press release from them. We've decided to completely reschedule the entire Five Star Wrestling tournament for February. We know this will be disappointing for many fans as it means we'll not be running any further shows in 2017 at all. But we assure you this is not a decision we have taken lightly and it is a move that will greatly improve the shows we have going forward. This promotion seems like a joke. So they're doing nothing until 2018. Which I guess is how you save money to pay off (laughs) Your million dollar CM Punk. (laughs) Literally like we can't start till 2018. We're still saving up for Punk. Yeah. Um... Gold Dust and Our Truth is not happening in Extreme Rules. Oh, I thought it was. Nope. They drop it, or did it never get added? It was never added okay. officially. Um, Watch it be a cooldown. According to source within the company, the match is not scheduled to take place at Sunday's pay per view, with no word on whether it'll happen at Great Balls of Fire either. Uh, speculated feud is not a main event angle and hasn't received much TV time. It could have quick a quick blow off match, but as of now, it's considered very unlikely. There is no pre show match right now either, so maybe that. Gets added on there as the pre-show match. I'm calling it now. That mix tag is the pre-show match. Well, there's only six matches, so why? Mm-hmm. Like you, Ooh, good you point. need to that, fill the time, uh, right? Middle five might be a long. You could one. do a long one for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's not elimination, which right. is unfortunate, but you could still have that go a long time, mm. I guess. Um, yeah, cage yeah, match. Right. I guess you could milk that for a while. You're right, though. It is a, like, I agree with you. It is a, it seems like that could afford another match or two. Mm. Uh, That's all I got for news. Anything else? Scotty, you got any? Uh, Apparently, WWE has signed uh, Viper, which is a Scottish female wrestler for the tournament. Okay. For the Mae Young Classic. I guess it's got a name now. That's right. Uh, She's pretty good. I like her. She's she's a bit of a bigger girl. She's, what'd you say, Scottish? Yeah. And bigger. Let's see this here. Let's take a look. All right. Yep. That's a that's a that's a different look. She's wrestled in stardom. She she's fat? very tall too. Like yeah, she's, she's tall and large. Interesting. A biggin. Yeah. How many? Her and Nia Jax would make a great, great tag team. Gotcha. I'm getting a visual now. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine a blonde Nia Jax, oh, a blonde Scottish right. Nia Jax. Oh. Also, if you type in Viper Wrestler, the second picture is Randy Orton. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> which makes sense. So, the uh, Viper. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else? No? No. We good? Oh, what's going on with this here? Okay. Well, now I'm getting an error message. So We've destroyed it's, everything. It's, uh, Monday, Monday night. Raw? Look oh, it works. Cards, the drugs from my generation. I'll take the fall. The saints. And across the nation. And it's a the 
Bon Secours Wellness Arena in Greenville, South Kakalaki, aka South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Home of the cacks. <laughs> the right. first set of khakis were ever made. Uh, yes, the khaki shorts. What a wonderful color that is. Uh, the show opened with <laughs> Miz TV, where the Miz welcomed in Cesar and Sheamus as his guests. After all three people verbally ran down Dean Ambrose and the Hardy Boys, they were confronted by their opponents for Extreme Rules this Sunday, leading to a uh, tag team match. A uh, six-way, uh, sorry, six-man tag team match. Dean Ambrose and the Hardy Boys defeating the Miz, Sheamus, and Cesaro. Uh, Kurt Angle made this match. Jeff Hardy scored the pin on The Miz following the Swanton bomb after the match. Uh, well, we'll get to that later. What did you think of the opening segment slash match? I thought it was okay. Yeah. It, uh, it was another one of the those segments where it felt like there was a lot of entrances, mm. but less so than weeks prior. Um, I, I feel like I'm at the point where I really badly need them to just like start the show with a bell ringing. And be like, and, and put a big match out there. Because it seems like every time I turn on Raw and it's like, it's a talk show. Mm. And then I'm like, ah, uh, yes. Here comes the 20-minute talking wrestling. segment to open your show. Uh, and I, probably more so than anyone, love the not wrestling parts of wrestling. But I was like, I really want them to have like a big number one contenders match or something and start the show with it. Where I can actually get into wrestling right at the beginning. Sure. Wouldn't be the worst idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so after the match, uh, they are zoomed in on the commentary desk, and they're all doing their thing, and Corey Graves is pulling a full-on Scotty. Mm-hmm. You That's knew that first joke thing was I, coming. Yeah, I felt it was coming. First thing I thought of when I saw him, even before they looked at him, I was saw him playing on his phone, and I was like, what the fuck is Graves doing just Scottying? <laughs> there, there was a split second where I wondered. I'm like, does he know they're on camera? Yeah. Right now? Like, what's... And then the farther he got into it, I'm like, okay, obviously this is leading to something, and right. they did. Uh, Michael threw to him on a question, and he like kind of no sold him and said, "I, I got to go," and took his headphones off and left immediately, which I thought was brilliant because mm. it just added this like, "What the fuck is going on right now?" Because like, they well, never do shit like right, that, right? Exactly. So when you do someone's it, someone's dead. It, yes, yeah. or like <laughs> they're doing they're doing some cool things. I yeah. think right now, like not that you want anyone to be dead, but <laughs> like he was like, "Did Grave just get a text about something like super personal?" And he's like, "Um." I can't do a live two-hour show or whatever. Yeah. Uh, well, Scott, Scotty, I didn't think it was a shoot. No, but okay. I'm saying just, just like making sure. as an example, like trying to put logic into wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where you as a viewer, you're like, well, what What was on the phone? I thought you might be having another Bella <laughs> moment. No, what was the last Bella moment? Where you were like, I, I think was. the Bellas being mad at each other is real. Yeah. Okay, well, you know what, guys? We all get caught. <laughs> Warren it's thinks true. that Brock Lesnar was going to win the Royal Rumble one that wasn't, year. It, that's just a prediction. That has nothing to do with thinking something's a shoot. Scotty. I'm sure you've bought it on something. <laughs> I, I have sure no I examples have. I can I'm use sure right now. Uh, so we go backstage. Corey Graves meets with Kurt Angle, uh, reading some mysterious information on Graves' phone. Angle said that if what Graves was showing him was true, it could ruin him. Ooh. Whoa. So is it like blackmail? I lean towards Stephanie. That's what I thought this was because mm. we haven't seen her in a while. She's got to come back at some point, I would assume. And you were trying to kind of figure out what Graves was doing during this where it's like, is Graves like 
blackmailing Kurt Angle, but trying to be like the hey, I'm not blackmailing you. I'm just saying I got this information and I'm just I don't want man. I don't want you to get hurt. Mm. And then you're also like, or is he being like, no, no, I'm a good friend. Here, look at this, what I learned about you. You got to watch out. Something's happening. It is. There's a lot of ways to look at it. And I'm sure there'll be plenty more to come from this. But the fact that it went to the heel commentator means that it's got to be something Mm -hmm. heelish, I would assume. Right. Which is why I thought Steph. Because he knows all the heels. Yes. They go to the heel parties. Uh, Elias Sampson defeated uh, Jobber. Zach Evans was his name. Uh, he had the swinging neck breaker, and that was it. He actually sang rather well this week, I thought. Like, better than his usual, we thought he was kind of trying to not sing well. Mm-hmm. Seemed like he was actually on key this week. That's and the not lyrics, good. I don't like that. <laughs> the lyrics were good. It was uh, it was like he actually kind of cut a promo in his song instead of just singing rambling nonsense. Which is not a bad way to do it, to get that local heat depending on your town. Yeah, and there was, there was a little tease towards... Uh, Sunday in his song too, which is awesome. So I I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's weird how much we've liked how they've handled Elias hey, Sampson. They're doing good things. I don't think it'll last by it's, any means. But it is funny because I think now we're almost at the point where they're doing the exact same thing as they did with NXT. But hopefully because they built him up enough with all that crazy shit, then sure. people are more interested. Because yep. in NXT they went straight to this stuff, and he also lost all the time in NXT, which didn't help. But they went straight to this stuff, and you're like, this is kind of dumb. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, uh, I'm in. I'm on board so far, but mm-hmm. like I say, I don't think it's gonna last, uh, last that long. Um, but, but backstage, both Samoa Joe and Bray Wyatt talked about how they could beat one another as well as Finn Balor in their upcoming triple threat match. It started with Samoa Joe doing an interview, and then <laughs> he's talking to the. Was he talking to Raw? Anyways, it switched where like. Bray Wyatt interrupted this backstage promo from Samoa Joe. Yep. And then they cut back to Samoa Joe, and the lights are kind of darker, and he's just staring at this screen with Bray Wyatt on. <laughs> it was a little too much. Well, for me, been... I think. Just a little too much. You could have just. They should have shown us like... the screen first, like Bray Wyatt on Joe's TV screen. Yeah. He should have popped up there, and then Joe should have yeah. been like, ah. And then it could have gone to the full shot just to make it look better on TV. Exactly. Yeah. Um, backstage. Seth Rollins commented on his history with Roman Reigns before their match later in the show, as well as promising he would be victorious at Extreme Rules this Sunday. He says that he owns Roman Reigns. Who owned the Chiefs? Owns. Owns. Slapshot reference. That's right. What? Scotty's looking at me. I've never seen (laughs) Slapshot. Oh, Scotty, you've never seen Slapshot? No. Oh, you should put that on the list. I should. That's like at the top. Yeah. It's, that's called classic. I'm watching Friday thirteenth right now. You should watch Slapshot. Okay, give me another thing too, because you got to watch get through a couple Fridays. <laughs> How many is there, by the way? Uh, in total, not counting Freddy versus Jason, because no. I already watched that, and not counting the remake. That's terrible. Okay. Ten. Nice. That's a lot of movies I have to watch. And he goes to space. Is that the remake? No, no. <laughs> that's remake what, is Friday that's the Thirteenth. It's just called Friday the Thirteenth. That's the one that came out like a couple years ago. Yeah, well, and by a couple like, years ago, you mean like two thousand nine? The Fire Eyes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. where he kind of looks like Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Sure. I think after you watch all of them, you should probably watch Freddy vs. Jason again. Maybe. I think you'd get more out of it. I, don't know, I like that movie. It's not that I didn't. Yeah, like no, Freddy no, no, no. Freddy vs. No, no. Jason's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. but I think there's like Could've some been so much better. I think there's some stuff in that movie that you hey, might Dave. be like, oh. Oh, shit. They left it wide open at the end. I'm not entirely convinced that there wouldn't be a Freddy versus Jason 2. 
Yeah. One day. Based on how that movie ended. 2020. Hey, just saying. Uh, but Rich Swan defeated Noam Dar. Swan was accompanied by Sasha Banks, while Dar was accompanied by Alicia Fox. Banks attacked Fox outside the ring, allowing Swan to connect with a Phoenix Splash on Dar for the win. Now, here's where this gets a little messy for me because, mm-hmm. uh, and granted, I didn't watch all of Raw last week, so maybe I missed something. But if you are doing story progression on 205 Live and only on 205 Live, and I tune into Monday Night Raw as a person who does not watch 205 Live. I sat there going, where the fuck did Rich Swan come from? Why, <laughs> totally. why, 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 yeah. why is this happening? And then at least they somewhat explained the whole, don't forget that uh, Rich Swan tried to steal Alicia Fox from Noam Dar. And I'm like, okay, that was like a two-week program a month and a half ago. I guess that kind of makes sense. <laughs> if not longer. Like, that, I barely remember that. But, like, did they did they set this up on 205 last week or something? No. So it just, it literally was just like, ah, now Sasha also has a boyfriend. It's just weird. I don't, I don't know. It just came out of nowhere. Very I think strange she to me. probably friend zoned him pretty quick. I don't know if That's I'd call funny. them boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah, Rich Swan's a little too homelessy for, <laughs> for Sasha Banks. Also, she's married, but that's, we shouldn't know that. No. Um, Backstage, Charlie Caruso interviewed The Revival. They said they had nothing to do with the Enzo Mori. Uh, being attacked last week. Mm-hmm. Caruso then played a video from last week showing the Revival were in the building. They walked uh, background in uh, in the background of an interview with Sasha Banks, which uh, I didn't even notice. Scotty, did you notice that last week? I only knew about it because Twitter had pointed it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did not catch that at all last even week. When I is... saw, even when, they showed the re- when you showed me the replay not telling me what was going to happen, yeah. I was like, you're like, look behind him. And I was like, oh, it's Seamus and Cesaro. <laughs> and Cesaro. <laughs> And then you're like, no. And I was like, oh, it's a revival. (laughs) Brilliant. Brilliant move. Like, even if it doesn't actually turn out to be them, uh, I think it's a cool thing. I just didn't like that they were here this week. Mm -hmm. You should have let that fester and let people, like, if it was on the internet, let people talk about it. Like a yeast infection. Let them them assume that it was them that attacked Enzo Mori. And don't bring them on the next week and have them, like, talk about it. It just seemed too quick for me. I almost think that is, like, the surest proof that it's not going to end up being them. I agree. Yeah. Who do you think it is? I think it's Cass. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. I Well, the one thing, if it's the Revival, the Revival's got to win that program when they get back, right? I think the Revival's going to be winning quite a few programs when they get back, so that works. Also, Dash's jaw, when he, like, opened it up, oh, man, I cringed. Like, okay. I never want that to happen to my jaw. He looked like Paul Wall because he had grills. Gotcha. That a rapper? <laughs> that one's a wish for me. <laughs> right. uh, um, Corey Graves speculated that it was Big Cass who took out Enzo Mori. Same sort of thing. They're doing the the tight in stand up shot of them at the desk, and yeah. he says, "Why is Corey Graves in all these stories now? All of a sudden, and they're Maybe doing it's all one story." Uh, Cass Whoa. then confronted Graves, like he came out. It was Kurt Angle who attacked him, and uh, Graves backed down immediately, which is cool. I like that they brought Cass mm. out there immediately, like he's paying attention. It's like fuck do you just yeah. say about me it was cool i, I love that moment i didn't even get like what did he say like it sounded like you just said you know who's paying they attention went from big back, cast. they went from backstage with kurt looking yeah. uh, finding enzo laid out again yeah and cast right there and then they cut to them and grave said uh well maybe kurt shouldn't have to look too far because it seems like uh cast is always right close when this stuff happens or something like oh that. i thought he was saying like cat like you know who's looking you know who else will be looking for these guys 
Big Cass. Yeah, I, I, I kind of got that too, where he was like, yeah. And then Big Cass came out, and I was like, he didn't say anything wrong. About you you are fucking looking. You, they've showed footage of you or, looking for. I think Grace said something like, "Oh, you knew we'll also be paying a lot of attention to this case." Yeah, that's what it Big was. Big Cass, right? And then and it was when kind he of said like, that, I was like, "Yep, yeah, that makes mm. sense." Yeah. Yeah, he would. His friend got Cass beat came up, out and I was like. Cass, relax. <laughs> Cass is like really hostile recently. Uh, I'm liking this this storyline too. I Me think too. It's really I like a cool. little mystery in my. It's wrestling. cool that they have something that's going week to week and not just an immediate. I'll pay it off either this show or the next show. I did it for the Rock. It should be Rikishi. He should just show up and be like, "I did it." Me for the Rock, and then I'm out. Yeah. See. Ya. Or uh-huh. Vince McMahon. It, it, it was me. It's right. It was me all along. It was me, Cass. <laughs> uh, Titus O'Neil defeated Kalisto. O'Neil was uh, accompanied to the ring by Paul Cruz. O'Neil won by countering Kalisto's roll-up attempt by holding him down and grabbing a handful of tights. This is a weird program. It is very weird because like, they have having... not had <laughs> a hard stance thing with Apollo Cruz as to, like, they're still kind of teasing. Is he... Yep. Isn't he? Which that's okay. What's but then he it, doing? it felt really weird to have Titus go over Kalisto here if Cruz didn't. Because you'd think that would be like how you planted the seeds of like, hey, I don't need this guy to be my agent because he can't even be Kalisto. Right. And um, I can't. But unless they want to turn Paul Cruz heel, then this makes sense. Where, yeah, where Paul Wow, Cruz he cheated to win and uh, he actually Matt won worked. a match. But they definitely. I can't win a match <laughs> and I don't cheat. So maybe save I can my cheat. goddamn life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Haven't in years. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's it is weird. I'm not super sold on it necessarily, but at least it's like an actual story. They're doing Cruz. something, yeah. right? Exactly. He's getting something at least, which is we can't ever complain about that. Uh, but we can certainly complain about uh, the next segment. Alexa Bliss came to the ring. Oh, jeez. Uh, to present Bailey with a "This Is Your Life" segment. I don't know why they have such a fucking hard on for doing these as much as they do. Like, because it one time was yeah, really the first successful. First time it worked, so we better. It's no way it'll fail this time. Still the biggest. But like the rated. first time, it was like Mick Foley, a yeah. who is this kind person that we, everyone loved. At the, he was Daniel Bryan at the time, right? Doing it for his friend. Who didn't kind of really like him? Whereas this is dick, yeah. this is the dick doing it to be more of a dick to the baby face, right? And, and I don't mind them. I don't mind stupid. them changing it up. But one of the things I minded it most was that they literally called it that. Where yeah, it was like because it it does feel like like you're putting a big bar up when you say this is this is your life segment. Yeah. you're like, oh god, you're gonna compare this to the. Right, because that's where your rated, brain goes. Yeah, that's, that's that for the exactly. highest rated segment in wrestling. Like you should have called it like Alexa, Alexa Bliss's memory lane or something like that. Sure, that Just, would have even been better for me. That wouldn't have made the segment better. No, it wouldn't have made least, the segment no. better. No. But at least you wouldn't have had the high fucking standards of this is your life. Yeah, she interviewed uh, Bailey's fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Flapper, which I thought was actually a pretty funny name. That was the only good thing about this. Uh, who said she attended uh, grade school with her father by her side. Why? Why? Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't understand the need. Or so she's special joke. needs. Is that what I'm supposed to believe oh. here? Because why else would you have your father by your side? I swear, Warren got mad when I said she was maybe the autistic girl a couple weeks ago. <laughs> you did not say that. You said she was retarded, and oh. that's why I got mad at you. Well, uh, she might be autistic. I said special needs because that's the politically correct way of saying. Oh, this. I'm Warren, and I'm a PC guy. Fucking dick. Um, <laughs> getting those 
sponsorships. I always thought it was like you're just... the one that tried to get us a sponsorship. Come on, hey, Bark. I got this dog company that does nothing with wrestling. Bark Pod. It would have been them. dope. Would have been uh, pretty cool, but they didn't want any part of us. I got the impression that it was more of a like she's always talking about her dad and she cares so much that her dad's at the wrestling event and stuff. So I thought she was kind of playing off just that. Like, but like, if I'm Bailey, why is that an insult to me? Like, I'm just like, why? Good one. My dad yeah. went to school with me until I was great. Like, it just something. They were such stupid chirps. Unless in this you're implying whole thing. her dad's really dumb and got held back. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I guess. Like that's better uh, in a way, but I don't know. Uh, she interviewed Bailey's childhood best friend Tracy Havelina, who said Bailey would rather watch Monday Night Raw. Instead of hang out with her, is that the so they pretty much call the entire audience who watches Raw every week losers? You're bad, exactly. Like you're, you're calling idiot. your own audience losers. That's fine. She's a heel. Bliss then interviewed Bailey's ex-boyfriend Phil Johnson, who said her dad would accompany them on dates. That's not necessarily out of the line either. Somebody's got a chaperone at a young age. I I felt like both of these were stupid things to bring your dad to. Maybe it's because I never knew my dad. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Uh, this has got real dark, man. <laughs> uh, and then he only dated her to get close to Tracy. Phil and Tracy made out in the middle of the ring. Finally, Bailey Bailey came out to beat up, as I can't turn the page. There we go. Beat up Alexa. Uh, but Warren wasn't quite sure because he didn't make it this far. In <laughs> it's the like when I do SmackDown, and he won. <laughs> but she went to retrieve the kendo stick on the pole. Bliss knocked her down, grabbed her own kendo stick from underneath the table. Uh, from underneath the ring, sorry, and uh, hit Bailey with it. There was one on the pole? Yep. I didn't even see that one. Yeah, I was up in the corner. Why didn't she Alexa was, Bliss just get that one? She was pointing at it. She's too little. That's true. It's going to be tough for her to get up there and grab that thing. Yeah. You're going to have to jump. Uh, yeah, this is horrible. Don't this take your parents on dates. Atrocious. No matter this what Warren says. was awful. Yeah, that was not a good thing. Awful. I don't think it's taking parents on dates. I think it's just... Parent comes with you on date, and Someone's, you have no say in the matter. Who's got to drop you off? Right. Take you to the movie theater. And then they sit the row behind you, no. and they fucking keep eyes on you. That's no. what they I've do. I've never had that That's happen. I'm like, I'm like, Nat, you got to chill. But it, it happens, like... I think. <laughs> I don't think it's that far out of... It's not that much of a stretch, I don't think. I'm sure it's happened. Uh, my first date was at Spider-Man 1 with Tobey Maguire. What was mine? New York Minute. It was oh. a Olsen Twins flick, I believe. Yeah. It was horrible. I didn't pick, obviously. But. What's the Will Ferrell soccer movie where he's a coach? Kicking and screaming. That would be mine. That or maybe a bowling lane were we, oh, Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Are we, are we all saying our first movie dates or just our first dates? I think, I think my, my first, first date is a bowling lane. My Mine is the same. So I think mine was also a movie. Yeah. If not, maybe like just the mall or something stupid. I would say my most is probably a bowling alley. Bowling alley is easy. No. It's too easy. That's <laughs> And uh, it, it's real easy to off. look fly in front of girls in five pin. Yeah. That's true. Unless you don't hit the pins, and then you look unfly. Who's shitty at five pin? It's pretty hard to be shitty at five pin. Balls are too fun. small. Yeah. Warren's, <laughs> Warren's like, oh, I just don't know. <laughs> I get too much power, and I always gutter him because I'm trying to get him down there, and my hand's too big. Need the holes. How big of a ball do you use in 10-pin for your fingers? Oh, it's um, monstrous. 14? Yeah. 15? Like I a... probably have a dainty. I'm probably like a 9 or But anything. it's oh, only, I'm... I don't like the weight necessarily. It's literally just so that I can get my get, fucking yeah. fingers in there. Even then, sometimes you get stuck. Yeah, Wanna go true. fucking flying down the bowling alley like a cartoon. My thumb hurt the day after we went bowling <laughs> I remember the last that. time. Yeah. It was fucking stuck in there. <laughs> um... <laughs> 
Enzo Amore was jumped backstage again. Big Cass told Kurt Angle it was the revival, but Angle said the revival had already left the arena. I like that Cass came back and I was like, so they can't just walk back in? Like, what do you mean they left the arena? That was actually a good comeback yeah. in this because that's always the stupidest thing. And they're like, no, no, they left already. It couldn't have been them. But, yeah. Anyways. Probably like someone at security making people sign in and sign out. Oh, yeah. your time in and time out. That's what they did on, uh, on the, there was that one Seth Rollins oh, swerve. Oh, the swerve. He couldn't yep. get in. He wasn't <laughs> on the list. Yeah. You'd think that's how it is, but apparently not. Um, Austin Aries and Jack Gallagher defeated Neville and TJP. This tag team match uh, ended when Aries submitted Neville with the last chancery. That's good. That is the sensible way to go into a, a submission match. Yeah. yeah. Uh, backstage, Roman Reigns said he doesn't care about Seth Rollins. That's all I wrote down from that. Problem. And no man owns me. <laughs> yes, that's right. Charlie Caruso tried to ask Neville about his concerns for the submission match with Austin Aries this Sunday. But he stormed off, kind of pouty a little bit, which I thought was great. He's such a fucking good heel. It's remarkable. Goldust delivered another promo saying a star as big as himself was far too big for a supporting role. And R-Truth was holding him back. R-Truth then responded immediately with a like exact Similar. same yep. style of... A parody. I don't know why they did this back-to-back. It just seems super weird to me. I think it was supposed to be uh, like R-Truth cutting him off. Like yeah, like he cut his yeah. and did his own thing, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you not finished or whatever the fuck he said? Uh, yeah. And he repeated a bunch of uh, Pulp Fiction lines and promised to shut Goldust's mouth. Yeah. Did Brand- you see the uh the little bit of backlash on Memorial Day? Our truth got nope. So Goldust put up a remember the fallen tweet, mm-hmm. and then our truth replies, "Remember, I'm a get you sucker." And then people are like, "People didn't like that." Yeah. What is it? They're like, oh, They're like he's disres- trying to honor the fallen. Apparently he's I disrespectful. Guess, I don't know. I thought it was funny. Leave your wrestling bullshit at the door. It's not like he's like. Call him a mark now, Brando. Forget those no. dead veterans we need to focus on. He's just working an angle. I don't know. I don't think that's that bad. Oh, I'm going to get you. I'm going to um, get you, sucker. Brando didn't like this because he thought he yeah. should have delivered another line. I thought if they were doing the movies, he needed to say you can't handle the truth. Which is a valid point. Yeah. I don't know why he didn't go down that road. But you're right. Maybe he's saving it. Maybe he's saving it. Maybe we're doing more of these because obviously <laughs> it's not 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 done yet. So, uh, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins was the main event. Very very good match. Mm-hmm. Uh, following a long back and forth match between the two former members of the Shield, Rollins uh, delivered a corner to corner buckle bomb to Reigns, who then immediately hit Ro- Rollins with a super punch. Fuck, that was good. Superman yeah, punch. Pretty dope. Uh, and collapsed shortly thereafter. Rollins connected with a frog splash for a two count. Reigns eventually scored a pin. Uh, after a spear, that was the end of the show. Really good match. Yeah, really good. It's amazing what chemistry can do for a couple guys. It's true, man. Like these guys were, and like they haven't wrestled a singles match on TV in a long time. I don't think so. It, it felt fresh enough. It was cool to see them do it again and to be like, "Yep, you guys still got it." Raw had two really, really good matches between that triple threat between yeah, triple Finn, that was good too. Finn, Joe, and uh, Bray. Mm. And then the Roman and Seth one, you're like, man, that five way is probably going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they can make sure everyone uh, like gets the time that they need, and it's like well organized, and the spots come together well, that could be a really good match. Did I not talk? Oh, we did talk about the Finn bro. Okay, good. I was like, did we not talk about that match? We did. Uh, size and duds. Uh, the triple threat between Joe Balor and Wyatt. That was probably my match of the night. 
my stud will be uh, the main event. Yep, me too. I think the dud is unanimous, safe to say. Yeah, yeah. All right. This good. is your dud. <laughs> good. Well done. All right. Let's do the SmackDown. Don't have it turned off. SmackDown Live from Atlanta, GA. I don't have an arena name. Home of the Braves. Home of the Braves. The Brandos team. Mm -hmm. The Brandos. The Brandos. The Atlanta Brandos. (laughs) Might as well be. They're going to have to change that name at some point, I bet. United States, in general, is the home of the Braves. That's a very good point. It's my favorite part of their anthem in Yidio. Oh, when the Rockets red glare. I do like when I get to yell, and the bomb's bursting in air. Phillips Arena, for the record. Like the screwdriver company? I would assume, yes. Okay. They've made screwdrivers. Yeah, they're they're a big company. I oops, I forgot to stop paying for parking, so that probably cost me seventeen dollars. Sorry, cost Bell Media seventeen dollars. Just automatically uh, does that for you. Yeah, it caught, like the parking company was calling me, and I was like, oh, I know what you want. <laughs> My money. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Kevin Owens highlight reel starts off the show. Uh, his guest is Nakamura. Uh, Kev says that if he shows up at Money in the Bank, that's the day the music will die. It kind of sucks that even Kevin Owens is call, start calling him the rock star and stuff. It just feels very forced, all the branding. I, I, I don't know if I was just picking up on stuff that wasn't there, but I kind of got this vibe from Kevin Owens that he didn't enjoy doing it either. No, but yeah. When he would say stuff like that, he's like, I can't believe you guys are making me do this shit. But... He does it because I'm sure he, as much as anybody else, wants to help Shinsuke get over. And for whatever reason, this is the way they want to do it. So This gimmick has nothing to do. Like, they don't do anything with Shinsuke to supplement what they're trying to call him. Right, yeah. Like, he's got an entrance, which, and a red every, leather which everyone does. And, yeah, he's got, like, some attire. But even his attire, like, it doesn't inspire, like, music to me. Like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, you got, like, a Michael Jackson thing going, but... It's kind of got to the point now where when he's wrestling, I'm just like, that's just red fucking pants mm. that look like fruit roll-up material. <laughs> they do kind of look like that. Why don't you be, fruit, be king of fruit roll-up? Cherry fruit roll-up. <laughs> Fuck now. Fruit roll-up style. No. Fruit roll-up now. Uh, Corbin comes out, interrupts, tries to get the Eric Cartman thing over, calling KO that. And that also, like, why? Doesn't that feel kind of dated? I know South Park is still on. But Yeah. But South Park <laughs> isn't as hot as it was in, like, it the was, late 90s, early 2000s. Exactly. It was popular when wrestling was popular. Like, they were the two big things. And now you're, like, it's just so fucking weird. And he doesn't even look that much like Cartman to me. No. I don't watch the guy. show. But exactly. He's a kind of fat guy. And that's, I guess, enough to make him call Cartman. And he complains a lot. And once again, Kale makes a face when he does that where Kale's like, man, this is some, like, hokey so bullshit wrestling. Stupid. Uh, they all end up brawling. Um, the, uh, the heels take out Nakamura until Sammy can make the save. They have a tag team match immediately after. Sammy's a little more aggressive. Sammy's bumping like a boss for Corbin. Uh, midway through the match, uh, Corbin turns on KO. Um, kind of, or he, sorry, he uh, clotheslines uh, Owens. Owens is on the ground. Sammy's in Yakuza kicks, uh, or sorry, Haluva kicks. Uh, Corbin out of the ring. 
And then Owens uh, gets set up for a Kinshasa. The faces win. Uh, pretty decent match. Uh, it's kind of awkward seeing Nakamura wrestle against Corbin. Yeah. Just like they don't have a, like a good chemistry style yet. I mean, it could develop. Well, and I mean, how many non-English speaking? Well, I guess he speaks English, but like, how many foreign wrestlers has has Baron Corbin worked? Yeah, I mean, it's there's there's a nobody. Kalisto. Yeah, I guess. But even that is a totally different style of what Shinsuke does. So, yeah, it wasn't great. But yeah. I mean, they they gotta get Shinsuke in there doing stuff, and he's still getting the pop. But it is dwindling. I find anyway. I don't know if you guys are picking up on that too. I don't really like, like how they're handling Nakamura. I think they're he's not dead or anything like that. But it seems like every week he comes out, it gets kind of less and less with the chants and the song mm. and the. Everything where it's like, you're losing them. You yep. got to fucking figure something out here. And I didn't see today, but I just don't think his match, like, hasn't wrestled very much. But the couple matches I have seen have not been super inspiring. No. Oh, he, like, it's like we said, he hasn't really had a fantastic match since that one with Sami Zayn, his first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a shame. Usos put the SmackDown tag division on blast. Uh, pretty good promo. They're interrupted by the returning New Day. Uh, New Day will be taking on money, or sorry, the Usos at Money in the Bank for the tag titles. Pretty decent exchange. The only thing that sucks is that you can tell it's really scripted and that nobody really stutters or like interrupts anyone like that, like or cuts anyone off. There, they completely let them say their line, then they reply. It was like almost like that's rap- right for me. I think. Yeah, like, I think that is a lot of wrestling. I just. Felt like the Usos, like, the Usos were trying to kind of do this cut them off kind of style, but then the Usos would still let them finish their point. So That's fair. I uh, I liked the, uh, Biggie says, your titles, we like some and we want some. <laughs> this is such a great line. It made me pop so hard. Biggie is the best. He is great. Even the crowd was, like, laughing when he said it. And bringing him back in Atlanta was brilliant because Xavier Woods is from there, so... Uh, it was good. I think they look good. It's nice yeah. to have them back on TV. It's It's been a while without them. So And them and the Usos of Money in the Bank should be a good match. I, it'll go for, I bet, at least until SummerSlam, if not farther, too. So, fine by me. From there, we get a recap of the Jinder Mahal celebration recap from last week. Which is weird. I don't know why they did this. Yeah, I don't know either. Jinder wrestled in a dark match after the show. Yeah. But it was weird that he wasn't actually on the show on the show. Like, I know they got, that was their, one of their most viewed YouTube videos of all time was the celebration thing because the people in India were watching it, I guess, like crazy hits. So maybe they just thought because that was so viral, they wanted to show it again for some reason. Mm. I don't know. It was very strange. I don't know why they did this. From there, we get a film noir style fashion files called The Men Who Knew Too Little. All in black and white. Uh, Fandango has a monologue. He's wearing like a trench coat and kind of like a private investigator hat. Uh, he's still rocking the little squirt gun. He like puts it in like a little like actual gun yeah. satchel. Holster? Holster, yeah. Not a satchel. That's a bag. Uh, their office was broken into. Their board was destroyed. You could see a woman's silhouette through the window. And then like it was for sure a real girl, like the way the, that was. But of course, it turned out to be Tyler Breeze. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it turns out they're doing this monologue thing, and it turns out they can hear each other think. What was his line right at the start where he said more like, 
Breeze. There's something he did some sort of a oh. pun on his name, which was actually really, really good. But yeah, then Fandango goes, Well, he really looks good in that dress, like in his head. And then Tyler Breeze replies in his head, and it, wait, you can hear me? <laughs> wait, he can hear me too? And then they kind of like stare at each other for like five, ten seconds, and then anyway, so back to and they just they're fucking <laughs> yeah. they're so good at this. They are so good. So uh clone was left behind as a clue from their office getting trashed. Oh and they go. We found our next case. The clones. The clones. That's that's who they wrestled, so. Yeah. It was so. either that or a colon you could have used if they found X-Pac a colon. Yeah. Has been here. Don't look at me. I <laughs> got nothing for you. You can tell by got, the missing colon. I got colon. nothing for you, Candy. <laughs> uh, we got a SmackDown number one contenders match. Uh, it doesn't even start. The bell never rings. Um, literally, I'll just read all the spots because it was pretty... Pretty fast-paced. It all happened at once outside the ring. Uh, Becky did a high spot off the barricade onto Carmella. Uh, Tamina tears apart the announce table. Charlotte throws Tamina into the post, then hit Natty with a fallaway slam on the floor, then hit a moonsault on both of them. Charlotte just went into beast mode. Uh, Beck's bloater on the floor, so Becky and Carmella are still going at it. Natty hit a discus lariat on Charlotte, who no-sold it, then tossed her into the stairs, then power bombed her through the announce table. Shane McMahon's music hit. He danced in the ring. Then made the first ever women's money in the bank. I'm glad you brought up the dance because I that was so inappropriate. You just saw a woman go through a table. You have chaos. This match that you booked for the number one contender for the pay per view has <laughs> not even happened yet, and you come out doing your little fucking arm fitting your arm, doing <laughs> your fancy so feet. Dumb. Like you should be running to the ring to be like, guys, guys, guys. We need to figure this out. The man works in the wrestling industry. Actually, He's you know what? Like, this happens every think, day. I'm just going to dance on out there and solve this problem. I think before he addressed the ladies, too, he, he did a, what up, Hotlanta? Yeah. I'm almost Some guy in the crowd's that. like, that woman's dying. Yeah. She needs medical attention. <laughs> so uh, how do you guys feel about the first ever women's money in the bank being announced? Uh, it feels like the next step on the tour of Let's Get all the first, all the, all first, the first, and promote the shit out of them, and yep. hopefully these ones are or this one is good. I, uh, I like it. I didn't. It was a little too transparent for me. Mm-hmm. I this is what I could kind of see coming a mile. Even away. last week when they announced it, I'm like, ah, I bet you. I just didn't know how they were going to get out of the match. I thought maybe it would be a the final two pin each other, but then I'm like, well, why do you justify the other four getting still in there? Mm-hmm. This is a really good way to do it. To have it never start. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's cool. I hope the match is good. It's, I, I think, I don't want to say unfortunate, but I think it's a, a shame that it happens to be on a SmackDown side. Um, See, just I because think SmackDown has the better wrestlers right now. In so ring? Gonna, yeah. I disagree. Yeah. I Because re- I really I guess like, Charlotte is there, too. Yeah, and I Charlotte think Becky's Becky. really good, and I think Natalia's really good. And I don't think Raw I don't has put Natalia up there anymore. Oh, really? I don't. I haven't seen. I think she's a veteran. Yeah, time. she's not getting. Like, I don't think she's getting the chance to do like five star sure. matches. I yeah. don't think really anyone is. But I think when she has the time, I think she's still the best in terms of like not botching a lot of easy stuff sure. and making things technically look good. So we'll see. I still hate. And that. I think Naomi is fucking perfect for a ladder match. She's not in this ladder match. Oh, right, because she's, she's the, champ. the champion. That's too bad. Yeah. Remember, I didn't see this episode. Um, I just still think it's fucking ridiculous that Raw is not, they're just not going to be a Money in the Bank guy on Raw. It just fucking blows my mind to me, but. 
Yeah, I think it is what it is. I go back and forth on it a lot because for me, I'm like, I'm okay with there only being one Money in the Bank winner. But now that I guess they're keeping them separate and they're not jumping to both shows, I can kind of see why you might want to have one on Raw. But I do remember actively hating, like, I got a red briefcase. Oh, I got a blue briefcase. Well, the briefcase is blue, so. No, I know, but I mean, like, having two briefcases, one ah, is red, one is blue. I see. And being like, okay, so this that, one's, gets for me the, the gold that one's for that title, yeah. and that one's for that title. But I, I can see where you're coming from a little bit more, though, that there's a hard mm-hmm. cut in between them. Unless they straight up said that it's, like, old-school Royal Rumble rules, where if you win it, you get a shot for a title. They can just show up wherever. Whatever title you want, mm-hmm. you get it. See, that'd be dope if it was a little bit more open-ended like yeah. that. And then, like... Which they haven't necessarily Not that they would ever really have someone do they this. They said then... WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, okay. Or, uh, well, yeah, World Heavyweight Championship, I think they said. Not that they'd ever have someone do it, but it'd be like, oh, he cashed in on, like, the Intercontinental title or something like that. I mean, it would be pretty stupid. Yeah, why wouldn't you go but for the top it one? it would be a cool story to tell if it was, like, somebody that has won every chance. Like, if Jericho hadn't that won the US title. That shit happens in TNA, where they're like, you can get any title yes. you want. And they're like... I'll take the mid card, and you're like, but in like what? If, if Jericho hadn't won the U.S. title and he won the Money in the Bank for the first time, and he's like, hey, I haven't won that championship, I want to get it. See, at least that would make sense because you know he'd also have a promo where he'd be like, yeah, I only need one thing to cross off the whole list. Exactly. It's good. All right, Breezango versus the Colognes or Collins. Uh, Breeze came out as a woman. Dango came out in his detective coat. Uh, Dang- or Dango uses a squirt gun in the match as the legal man. Borderline DQ worthy, if you ask me. Oh, but... JBL had a heyday. <laughs> I know. He was <laughs> fucking using that uh, that mop a little suspectly yes. during the pay-per-view. Yeah. Well. Yes, he was. He tripped a guy with the mop. That should be a DQ. I agree. I don't know about tripping a guy with the mop. If you just have it propped up. You hit him. You can't You made contact with mop. a foreign object. That yeah. is a disqualification. Good point. You hit a man with something. It's like if you take a steel chair into the ring and you set it up and you powerbomb a guy into it, uh-huh. that's a disqualification. What if he does it to me? He didn't bring it in. That's a disqualification too, I think. <laughs> if you if you throw a guy at ringside and he happens to run into the chairs, that is not a disqualification. No. Or the stairs, which have always yeah, been stairs are fine. made of pure metal. But okay, what about totally fine desk is fine. A little yeah. like RVD when he would do like, Springboard from the inside to the crowd outside, and he lands on that chair. Is that a DQ? What? What happened? Okay, so like, RVD's inside the ring, Uh and then there's like the barricade, so he'd like springboard from inside to the outside and land on all the chairs. Is that a DQ? Why would he let, like, was he putting someone Like, he just them? crashed and burned. Talking about the leg drop thing? Well, no, you can't the... disqualify well, yeah. Rob Van Dam for putting himself, himself through into chairs. A... Yeah, you okay. lost against yourself. Scotty, that's a <laughs> dumb question. <laughs> you even just asked. What about, okay, you throw if somebody... If somebody threw him into the chairs, then no, it's not a disqualification. But if he's jumping out there by himself, okay. then he can't d- disqualify him. And as long as you don't bring shit inside himself. the ring? Yeah. Okay, so if, yeah. if it's set up on the outside... You can't move anything around. If you go out there and hit something that's stationary... So be it. You didn't do anything. Okay. To... So you can take, like, the timekeeper's chair, oh. set it up on the outside, and then throw someone into it. Right. Okay. But you could go up to the timekeeper's chair, grab your opponent by the back of the head, and ram his head into it. That's allowed. That's, that's no different than the steel steps. People do that I know, the steel steps. They but do I, it to the ring apron. They I always think the that's barricade. a questionable spot as well. Just saying. If you move it around, then you're, you're, you're out of here. 
Get the hell out. Disqualified <laughs> for putting yourself into a bunch of chairs. <laughs> Could you imagine this massive high spot? He misses, hits a chair, and the ref's like, done. You're out. Ding the bell. Or worse yet, disqualifies the other guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fuck did i do i've just been laying here the medic style shit hit yourself with the chair i like it so the clones actually are uh got to show off how good of a team they can be they were a little more aggressive they did some cutting off of the ring uh they knocked breeze off the corner he disappeared came back as a janitor got the hot tag as the janitor and won with the unprettier can we even be sure that's the same guy i can't i can't i can't tell he's a master of disguise though so I, uh, that out either, boys. I popped when the janitor popped up because there's a moment where I'm like, the fuck is he right now? What's going on? And then he shows up again. And like even the crowd, when he jumped up on the apron, was like, oh, it's funny how the like janitor is so getting pretty over so as good. a costume. So good. Uh, Ziggler versus AJ Styles was your main event. AJ got a great hometown pop or home state pop. Mm-hmm. Georgia slow. Georgia slow. Dolph bumped his ass for off for AJ, but of course, AJ can't get a win in his hometown because of the hometown rule. Dolph Ziggler wins the super kick. See, this one... AJ is losing a lot of matches now. This one, this, I'm I, okay he'll with. He'll get the win back. I think more so just because Dolph, I think, needed a credible win heading into this match, being the only guy that's won it that you really need to make him believable. And he felt like uh, uh, maybe a step under everyone else in that match. Yeah. Um, but it is super frustrating that there's just this automatic mandatory guys in his hometown he needs to lose thing. I feel like it's it to the point now everyone expects it. So why are you even doing it? It's not a surprise anymore. They like, give I don't like know they why. Give, for me they've always given me like the win just enough for me to be like, well maybe yeah maybe but it is like it is losses way more often. Yeah, it is what it is. AJ should have won. Not that like I get AJ will get the win later. Because they're trying to make everybody look good in the money in the bank at this right. point. But why not let this be the week you'll let AJ look strong and then next week Dolph beats him in wherever. Because Dolph gets more heat because he's in Atlanta. That's right. I guess. <laughs> Atlanta. See, I could be a writer. Studs and duds. Um, Stud, I will give to the main event. And also to uh, the Brizongo backstage. Yeah, the film noir one. And those things are still great. I was I was stoked when it, when it black and white Fashion Files logo came up, and I was like, "They're not done." Because I thought they could have been scrapped after losing That's what the I thought too. I figured it was just a mini push, and then they disappear and go away again. But obviously, they like them, which is good. Uh, my dud will be who. Mine's going to be the... Shane op- McMahon dancing. <laughs> there you go. Him him getting those little pots or hometown pop there or whatever. I'm not even hometown. He's from Connecticut. Uh, my dad would be how scripted that first promo was with them using, like, the rock star and Eric Cartman. It just all felt so forced. Yeah, that was... I considered saying the same thing, so... Um, I think Raw won for the week. That's my even pick. even with the bad segment. I agree. Yep. You only watched one show. Damn right. And I didn't do a good the enough right job. One. <laughs> I didn't do a good enough job of convincing you SmackDown was good. I just I, like the little things they're doing on Raw right now with the 
Corey Graves usage mm. and the who attacked Enzo. Yeah, yeah the Corey Graves stuff. And good. the revival walking backstage or being the background of a shot from last week that I didn't even notice. Like, I wonder if that's all the same thing. I wonder if that's all one writer who's like, could be. this is all one program. You're in charge of writing this what program. If, what if Corey Graves is suddenly healthy and is going to wrestle again? Warren, that I'm could. just saying. Hey. Very I, you well. know what? I also had thought about that too. Where like he got a text where it was like, "Hey, so uh, we actually got the wrong X-rays. Your neck was good all along." Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> Why am I wasting my time here with fucking Michael Cole? Um, Lana tweeted yesterday, "Dear at Shane McMahon, can I please negotiate being put in the first ever Money in the Bank Women's Match? I'd like to be a part of history. Thank you." Oh my God, she get murdered. I don't know if that's the best way to debut Lana, but if they if she does debut, I bet you she wins. Jesus. I feel like putting pick. Lana will take away from the importance of that match. Yeah, probably, but it's also an extra body to do things with, high spots and catching people and Oh yeah, cuz Lana's Okay, imagine Naomi goes off there. the top. She'll Naomi's be like not in this match. Oh. Again. This match is a sham without Naomi. Naomi. <laughs> Stripper of the title. It would be moonsault from Charlotte, if there's going to be anything. Yeah, Tamina off the top, a Tamina splash. Jesus, Tamina win. Yeah, she Tamina totally win? could. She's, she's, Tamina's actually, like, all what she's done aside, a great person to hold that briefcase because she's mm. fucking scary to think that she could come in when you've just had a match and beat the living daylights out of you. That being said, if they did put Naomi in there just because they're not going to have a title match, I also kind of like the idea of a champion who also is like, Really cocky because they know they also have a guaranteed shot in the future, too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they've never done that. I would be okay with it. I wouldn't dislike it by any means. I have the hiccups right now, so do 205 Live for fucks. I didn't watch 205 okay. Live. I didn't watch uh, NXT, but we're going to talk about that I anyway. did watch NXT. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa explained his takeover Chicago betrayal. He got some good heat. There's lots of why Ciampa why. What theme did he use? He got. He keeps the DIY theme. Really? Yeah. That's fucked. That, that was Gargano's weird. theme before it started. Gargano's getting a new theme. Some girl spoiled it on Twitter by saying, <laughs> oh, I just recorded the, the backtrack for... But not only that. I mean, that's fine if you want to give Gargano a new one, but this, it's just such a baby face, fast, like everyone loves to do the... Like it's just it's not heelish. Like at all. I I because he debuted with it before he was a tag team, I attribute that guitar rift so much with Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Weird. I don't like that. Uh United Kingdom champion Pete Dunn defeats Danny Birch. Hopefully uh, without good. Dunn was good. Dunn got a lot of promo to, or not promo to he had like a pre tape. Okay. So he talked a lot and he was like, Oh, I forgot you had a voice that kind of sounds like, you know. You're only, like, in your early 20s. Like, he doesn't sound like an adult. I think that helps him, though. I think that just goes with his look that people see him. They're like, oh, I fucking hate Him you. and Tyler Bate have this thing where they're going to be, like, the next generation of big wrestlers. Like, I they're going to so. be the next Seth Rollins kind yeah. of thing. They're small wrestlers. Um, who's Cesar bon- Bononi? Bononi? Mm. Oh, say, say, yes. Yeah, what do you mean you don't know? You didn't watch <laughs> this show? He, fe- he defeated Andrade Cien Almas. Oh, yeah. He was some random job. Oh, for Thanks, Martin. So uh, he was a jobber. And then they're kind of, Cien has like a tenor tantrum afterwards. Good. I like what he's doing. Was he distracted or did he actually beat him? He beat him. He rolled him up. 
He's okay. fucking almost just too busy going out getting fucking partying. Yeah, yeah he was, he was playing to the crowd. Like he wasn't like distracted by someone yeah. running out. Yeah. And then he goes and he takes a chair in the ring and he starts slamming it and shit. Nice. Um, the guy, Cesaro Boner, or whatever, mm-hmm. Bo- Bon Bononi, C- Cesaro Boni. Yeah. Uh, he has a good look. Yeah. He looks like a classic comic book villain. Got a tattoo. Oh, I think we've seen this guy somewhere. I think we, we have too. We've Is seen this him? not one of the jobbers on like the night of Fantastic Jobbers, where I was like showing you, I was like, "Hey, look at this guy. This guy's great." And I think he, he got killed by Samoa with... Joe one time. Oh, was it? Remember I... when they were doing that where Joe would just interrupt matches? I was thinking oh, of one more recently. I was thinking of the one where like uh, the uh, the MMA guy that uh, Alistair Black beat the shit out of. Where he was like getting all real pissed off when yeah. Alistair Black kept countering him. Is that him? Might be. It might be. Because like he looks very dude. similar. He's not like gigantic, yeah. but he's tall, but he's not like bulky. Gotcha. I don't think it's uh, it might be now that I see another picture of him. Anyways, whatever. Uh main event. Where is the tab? There we go. Roderick Strong and Cassius Ono. Defeat Eric Young and Alexander Holf. All right. Pretty good match. Uh, it's cool to see Roddy and Chris Hero tag together. Those guys have started losing a lot of matches, those uh, Sanity Boys. Sanity guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then the other Sanity girl is going to be in a triple threat elimination match for the NXT Women's Champion, either next week on TV There's or the week weeks, after. And yeah, so... Yeah, two I, think I saw that on the internet when I was looking mm. up some yeah, okay. results. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Sorry, it's her and who else? Nikki Cross, Ruby Riot, and Asuka. Triple threat For elimination. For the title? Yeah. Okay. In two weeks. Nice. Yeah. So, Maybe something. Interesting. Um, At least there's a reason to tune into NXT for that, for sure. What happened afterwards? Like, how did they bring back uh, No Way Jose? Um, Nikki Cross and somebody, oh, and Killian Dane came out. Yeah. Uh, and then No Way Jose was like, oh, you ain't playing the numbers game, homie. <laughs> he actually said that. Okay, I believe you. It just it was more the finger wag that you did when you when he said that. You like the sass on it? Popped me a little bit. All right, um, that's it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No other weekly programming. Uh, let's do the emails, then we'll make our picks at the end. Uh, it'll be quick because we only have two of them. Ty writes the first one in. Uh, good evening, good brothers. I haven't kept up that well with SmackDown Live since Jinder won the number one contender match, but have they Racist. went into the back history of his alliance with the Bollywood Bucks? Sing brothers. Nice. Uh, <laughs> do you think they will see the brother? We will see the brothers compete in matches, or are they strictly in a J and J security role? Uh, I think they would have a better chance wrestling more often than J and J security, but maybe they just don't think they're there yet. Like I think maybe they're, they're gonna... maybe they're doing a lot of like perform not performance center stuff, but maybe like uh, dark sure. matches and house shows. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, mean, I, I hear they are working like live events, kind of dark matchy stuff. Like they'll do um, Randy Orton and the Usos as an example, or just yeah. whatever tag team. That's verse. what I was gonna say. It'll be a lot of six mans. I don't think they'll ever just yeah. do a a tag or a one-on-one with anybody necessarily. I think they're going to, but they're going to be his bumpers. Like they're going to take the bumps for gender. Gender's going to take, take the distraction win. Yeah. Uh, after this week's raw, we saw Corey Graves take a step towards becoming more character than commentator. Do you think it's a good direction? We all love Graves work in the booth, 
but he could work well in a heel GM character, mm-hmm. which is where I think this is heading towards re-Kurt Angle scandal angle. Yep, totally totally makes sense. If he's like pulling the string, strings as like a conniving mm-hmm. mastermind that eventually takes Kurt Angle's job, I'm totally on board. Because then we with, know Kurt Angle's not going to stick around forever. With Steph's backing. Sure. Authority Wild. Graves. Imagine how greasy he'd look where mm-hmm. he takes over. He's got his neck tattoos. And he just kind of crosses his hand and he nods. He's like picturing, yeah, picturing him backstage making match announcements with the hand pyramid. I actually like, thought you see of this. a fidget spinner. No. Um, on two hundred five live, there was a gif where they're talking and you can see his fidget spinner spinning on the table. Good. What a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I actually thought of this during this segment, the same thought line where it's like, oh, I wonder if this ends up with him being GM. And the, my second thought. Right after it was, I don't know if they're ready to fill his announcing spot. That's the spot. thing, yeah. But. Because, I mean, you got Otunga coming back. I hope to God they don't leave Booker T and Otunga out there with Cole. Oh, my God. Can you imagine what a terrible commentator Cole's team. trying to throw it to nobody. Yeah. Hey, don't forget that uh, Meltzer is still reporting that the WWE and Moro aren't completely out of the woods yet. Sure. Lord knows. So what do you do with that? Do you think you move Phillips over, or and now like Morrow seems like a color commentator? I I think Morrow and Cole could be okay. Actually. Yeah, I don't see why not. Morrow, right Cole, and a black guy. Yeah, yeah, maybe who who calls the matches? Cole, I just yeah. still have Cole do it, right. and then okay. have Morrow be more of the in ring technician, maybe, mm-hmm. or maybe he calls the matches and Cole's is your ins and outs guy, kind of what they did with uh, Dingle Nuts on SmackDown. Sure, it's possible. I don't know, just spitballing. Um, you know, it's a funny thing. This is from Ty still. You know, it's a funny thing how we all build up the anticipation about NXT call-ups and are usually let down. However, the superstar I've been more invested in than I thought I would is Elias Sampson. Mm. I think they have big plans for him, and he's coming off much better on Raw than he did in NXT. Do you agree? Uh, yeah. We yeah, kind of talked so about that, how they handled it a little bit differently. Uh, is there a greater storyline in the industry than when tag teams break up? I don't think so, but with DIY, Enzo and Cast, and to a lesser extent, Golden Truth, all heading down memory lane, do you think all these breakups are diluting the emotion and fan reaction when they are within weeks of each other? Well, hey, don't put the cart in front of the horse on the Enzo and Cast thing because we don't even know if that's what they're going with this. So I'm with you. I'm with you, brother. Um, Golden Truth, obviously, <laughs> a much lesser extent than DIY. Um, are they diluting? I don't think so. They all have their own little impact. Yeah, there are some guys that you look at and you're like, you are, you are not important, mm-hmm. but I recognize your spot on the card. Like we the Goldust one was kind of like a, okay, you're doing something with Goldust here. That's kind of cool. I'll be interested to see what you have planned for him. Mm-hmm. And then the DIY is obviously like a, holy fuck, where the fuck did this come from? Like a total side swerve where mm-hmm. you didn't expect it at all. Right. And But with that not expecting it, once it happened, you kind of were like, Oh, he's gonna be a great heel, and oh, how can you not get behind Johnny as a babyface? Mm. Um, Can't believe they fucking took his music. <laughs> Ty goes on, says, "I know at this time Enzo and Cass haven't split, but the quote unquote insiders brackets hello Dave are speculating that's where this is going. Also, what becomes of Enzo More after he's done with Cass? Do they listen to Jericho and throw him on two hundred five live? I think that would be a great idea, and dialing it down to the simplest terms." become the John Cena of the cruiserweight division. 
Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, he'd be okay in the two, uh, 205. I think you... They need to have lots of different diverse style of wrestlers. Not everybody can be the flippy guy. Sure. But can Enzo wrestle with Lucha style guys like that? So we've never really seen him mix it up like that. Well, and I feel like his promo is just so good. Um, obviously, when you change, I think you you need to have him evolve a little bit. Like, you can't just continue to lean on the same shtick coming out. Like, if they do split, I think he needs to come up with something new. Um, but I think his, his actual promo work when he comes out and says what he says week by week is just too good to not have on your main programming. Yeah, me. it would be a shame to limit him to a 205. Yeah. And it's not like the... Putting someone on cruiserweight isn't a compliment. No. It's not like, right. oh, you're going to be in this great thing. And I mean, yes, he fits in there size-wise, and by the 205 definition, he is a mm. cruiserweight, but I don't know. He just feels like he's... he's I'd rather have him a... be a manager and never wrestle on the main roster than have him be a cruiserweight. I'd rather have him be kind of like a leech that is, he'll find someone else. He'll probably go, him and Cass, if they ever break up, I think they'll have their program. Cass moves on, and I think Enzo needs to find the next Cass or someone he can work with and be a mouthpiece with that he can wrestle with. Like, he can be the tag team guy, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to see him as a singles guy just because I honestly don't even think his work is really there. Yeah, the work rate probably isn't there. And he has a lot of staggering botches. Um, But, yeah, I agree with Warren. He's such a good promo that it would be a shame to take him off national television every week just to have him be a 205 Live guy. Right. And, I mean, obviously you still see him on Raw here and there, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd read, much rather have him on one or the other. You know what's funny is with Brando's leech idea, he could easily do the Titus brand way better than Titus O'Neil could. Like if he had the Enzo brand and he was trying to get clients, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then gimmick, imagine yeah. Enzo with all the different kind of promos sure. of talking up different guys. That'd be kind of cool to see, actually. He should get Brock Lesnar. He should poach Brock I was, Lesnar. I'm from not Paul even Heyman. kidding you. I was just thinking Brock Lesnar. The visual of the two of them <laughs> would be tremendous. Also, how chubby was Paul Heyman looking two weeks ago? He's a fat man. I didn't. Know, I didn't really notice a difference. He looks. <laughs> no, he looked inflatably big. How about for as much fun as we were having thinking about Brock Lesnar? How about the next real competition for Brock Lesnar, like Braun Strowman having Enzo as his sure. fucking guy? That's then, not a bad pick. They're gonna turn it. They're gonna have to turn him face at some point. Yeah, and then you have Paul Heyman and Enzo going at it That's with the words. Not the worst idea. <laughs> to be totally honest with you, I don't hate that at all. I just don't think there's enough time if they wanted to do it at SummerSlam. Because what I would really like is for Braun to come back and destroy Cass with sure. Enzo before he got to Brock Lesnar. Because it turns out Cass was attacking him all along. That's right. And Braun's just like, I'm not going to put up with your bullying. I'm not finished with you yet. This is where I pooped. <laughs> uh, Ty says, and finally, finally, and this is a great question, which superstar would you be most terrified of getting an oil change from? Ooh, Cheers, like your an, boy, Grizz4327 on the Twitter. Like an oil change or an oil change? No, like a... Like a, like a sticking a her thumb, finger up yeah, Scotty's bum. Why is it always Scotty's bum? It's got to be Scotty's bum. Because you hate it so much. Yeah, it's true. You never should have told not, us it's that. It's not like me and Warren. We're just fucking yeah. living for that you, shit. You want to stick your finger up my butt, you go for it. <laughs> at your own risk. Never get that finger back. <laughs> um, Probably somebody like the Big Show or Andre the Giant I'm trying to think want. of like a large finger. No, large I'm trying thumb. to think of someone who I just don't trust to ever take it out. Mm. 
Randy Orton. <laughs> Never trust a viper. <laughs> um, I mean, Braun Strowman wouldn't be that pleasant yeah. either. Mark um, Henry, baby. Yeah, that's that's, that's <laughs> sexual <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Warren. May Young would have been weird back in her sure, heyday. Sure. He was into some weird shit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if uh, it's just, uh, yep. Zach Cowan. Sure. Why Zach Cowan? Prosthetic leg. <laughs> just don't trust him, eh? No, prosthetic leg in the bum. Well, that's not, that's not a noise. Oh, my goodness <laughs> gracious. Duncan writes an email. <laughs> Dear the reigns of Saturn. That one's actually pretty good. Rings. Sorry, not rings. I was going to say, you've added a lot of wrestling That's actually a pretty that. good one. Uh, hey, dudes. I hope your weeks have been mingin and s- mingin and singin. I don't know what mingin means. Mingin like uh, Ming, who is like Haku. Okay. From the Wild Simones. Uh, I guess. I don't know. Uh, question time. One. With raw ratings, truly shitting the bed, if you were Vince, what would you do to spice things up? Oh, God, I don't know. I've been thinking about this. Every show I've watched where I've been like, this seems worse than usual. Their ratings are really struggling, They're too. down, like, 20%. I mean, not having your ti- main title on TV can't be helping. I, I honestly don't know how much that hurts. I think, like... I bet your viewership would be up if Brock... Is my, and I hate Brock Lesnar. But I bet your viewership would be back up if but, he was there. Not, 100% Brock Lesnar, but I know what you're it. saying. It would help it, but I don't know if it would help it to the point where it's like, okay, no, we're good now. Is it, it Brock or the title that would bring what, the ratings up? It's what fills those top-of-hour segments. That's right. where all the ratings come from. Yeah. So I think if you have Brock Lesnar on at the top of an hour, it makes a big difference in your number. Um. I just feel like there aren't, like, it's Roman and Lesnar, and I don't even feel like they have another guy right now on the Raw roster to fill that <clears> other spot. It was Strowman there for a bit where you were like, mm-hmm. shit, I'm genuinely excited with the stuff that Strowman's doing. Not that I know, like, I don't know if Strowman was actually drawing or if he was just always at the top of those hours because of the programs he was in. Mm-hmm. Well, it's him and Reigns too. Yeah, it was yeah. still Reigns to too. Exactly. Reigns get destroyed. So and Roman, like Reigns, is one of the per- people who's apparently moving the dial for ratings when he's on at the top of the hour. Yeah, uh, and you know Brock Lesnar is, and I just feel like without Brock Lesnar, it's like if you're not putting Roman Reigns out there and you're not getting like a special attraction, like a one week guy, sure. who are you putting out there that people are like, we got to tune in? Like Finn Balor, I love Finn Balor, but he's not. Is he moving the dial? No one's by moving, any yeah, move? Finn yeah. Balor's not moving the dial. No one. Like, Even Seth Rollins, Seth I don't isn't think doing really it anymore. Him. Yeah, compared to what he was a couple years back. Bro- so when you think that you're ro- what's that? Broken Hardies. Oh baby, and you know what? They're probably number three because at least their Attitude Era, which always gets people being like, "Oh, the Hardy Boys sure. are on TV." Yep. Yeah. Um, Vince McMahon should give away money on live television. That's a good idea. That'll that'll spike the ratings, <laughs> if won't it? That was the stupidest. <laughs> Stupid phone. We're gonna live call people on television. (laughs) Cold call them, damn it. Right. Um the (laughs) thing that Scotty's not gonna like is (sighs) I think you I think if you actually want to get the ratings up, you gotta go find like a big part timer and bring them back for a program. Oh yeah, if the like as once again, I'm not a big the rock in wrestling fan anymore. But if the rock was back part time and you knew he was there from Money in the bank every to SummerSlam yeah, or something like that. Every until SummerSlam, like all of a sudden your numbers go flying through. Yeah. The roof. But how much money does that cost you, right? Triple H, bring Triple H back sure. and have him do. But what? Are, like that's the thing. Like if you don't have anything for him to do, you can't just be like, well, it, let's get Triple yeah. H on TV. 
Vince. Vince usually does it. What about Kurt Angle entering? You think that would spike some oh, yeah. stuff? I think it so. would help. Yeah. Would that I get it up that twenty percent or whatever it's been down? I don't know. And that's the thing. Like they're not. I mean, okay, last week and this week there wasn't any sporting events that they were up against either. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got NBA playoffs, and I get that is still big and bigger in the states than it is here. Holiday Monday there, but yeah, like. You wait, and if they're already this low, and we're not even in football season, where mm. every week you're up against Monday Night Football, they're in a fucking big trouble. But they usually also have a better product during the NFL football season because that's, to counteract it, yeah, that's yeah. the time in between like Survivor Series and leading up to the Rumble. But also, you're gonna want to, like, you want to have somewhat high ratings going into that so that people stick around, as opposed to people right. dropping off now, and then you have to work extra hard. To bring people back in the fall. And for me, and you always like you try not to like pin yourself to this because then it you go into shows being negative. But for me, for the last few years since I've really been back into wrestling, that gap between WrestleMania and Money in the Bank is is the worst time of year. Mm, yeah, definitely the slowest yeah. for sure. Where it's like nothing's happening. And then there's kind of another little dip like around Survivor Series and when those like October pay-per-views mm-hmm. come around. And those are the two worst times of year to be a wrestling fan. And I think we're almost out of this one. Because I feel like Money in the Bank's usually the start, and then the the Road to SummerSlam is usually really good. And I even think Sunday things could start really ramping up with Extreme Rules. Hopefully, yeah. That's, fingers it's crossed. Because I have very very low expectations for this pay per view on Sunday. But mm. uh, I'm just noticing that on the side of our email uh, page, there's an ad for Day One ish shirts. So oh. Get us three, please. Can't, can't get those on the WWE shop for whatever fucking reason. Speaking of which, you see how they're doing a new every Thursday. They're adding new shirts as part of their hashtag TBTs. Like, T-B-S. oh, is that why there's been like uh, yeah. the old R- rated RKO shirt showed yeah. back up and stuff? The Wolfpack NWO shirt on there, some cool stuff. Yeah, some old they, Austin they, shirts. The what shirt is on? there I think again. those shirts sell probably better than some. Because yep. whenever you go to a thing, you're like, oh, people rocking old school like shirts, and they look brand new. They don't make them in big enough sizes, though. For whatever reason, the retro shirts, they don't make them. Oh, like those uh, Acid Watch ones? No, like... like, just like the oh, old just these t-shirts. old... This NWO ones? shirt I had to get from a third-party site because they didn't make it big enough for me on .com, which Uh-oh. is fucking weird. I don't know why. I don't know why on older shirts they just feel like, oh, we don't need Maybe them. they just don't sell enough. Maybe. Which is the opposite of what we were just saying, but... Yeah, very strange. Uh, question two from Duncan. Who has the best and worst beards in all of professional wrestling? Worst has to be Neville, but it's good because of how his character is. Oh, but yeah. as an actual beard, yeah. it's horrible. Yeah. No, no. Absolutely. Horrendous. Uh, I might throw best towards Luke Harper if you take into mm-hmm. account like his character and and how much of that like kind of pulls his whole look together. Sure. Braze um, has always been pretty Ray's nice. Braze also very mm-hmm. good. He does a lot of cool stuff with his, his um, braids and shit. Honestly, if I had to pick one, mm-hmm. Big Show. Does he have it right now? Yeah. Jim the Anvil Nightheart. He had a pretty sweet beard. He would always pull on the it. Chin. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, Daniel Bryan also. Daniel Bryan was very good in the its obvious peak. pick. Yeah. Um, who else? I feel like we're missing somebody else. Eric Rowan has a pretty good beard. Yeah, yeah. I feel like nice you're in the Wyatt family. You got to have a good yeah. beard. A good Very good square. shape. Yeah. And it's orange, so yeah. it looks cool. Yeah, it's not the worst. There's some beards for you. I wish John Cena. What if John Cena showed up with a beard? 
Hey, oh. remember actually Edge when Edge grew his beard oh, out yeah, at the Edge Rumble, had a great beard. and then shaved it the next week, and I was like, no, that yeah, was yeah. the fucking coolest thing. Or when I, you see him on Vikings or something, and you're just like, yeah. he's got this big massive beard. You're yeah, like, dude, you look great with that. I am. I have always been on board with using the beard as a way to like come back when you've been knocked out of action for a while. Sure, and you're coming back for your revenge thing. I haven't shaved. I've, <laughs> I've always loved the idea of having a beard. I grew a hate beard. Yeah. It's like a breakup beard. I remember beard. when Lesnar beat the shit out of Cena at SummerSlam. And I was like, God, I hope Cena just comes back with like this beard being like, it'd be great. It's not over. He's got a five o'clock shadow and like a half empty bottle empty. I've been training on a mountain. (laughs) That would be tremendous. I hope he comes back with a beard one time. Uh, Question three. If Finn hadn't gotten injured in the match, which he won the belt, how would you have liked him to be booked during his title reign? Uh, I probably tough. strongly. Yeah, it's tough. I, <laughs> I would have liked him to yeah. uh, retain it a lot of times against some good opponents, and then just get fucking destroyed by someone. Probably Brock Lesnar, or Samoa Joe. Uh, Joe would have been great, actually. If you called Joe over. up, yeah, and kind of retold because it was a Joe that beat him for the NXT title too. Yes. So if you kind of retold the same story of like now, every Joe's time here. he gets going, Joe comes up and. Could have been kind of like almost to a lesser degree uh, Owens and Zayn thing mm-hmm. where like every time they just seem to run into each other. That would have been great. Yep. Um, it would have probably also meant that Bill Goldberg wouldn't have held the championship in 2017, which sure. wouldn't have been the worst which thing. Which would have been a blessing. Um, but yeah, I think it should have been a, a, a somewhat lengthy run just because he won it in his debut mm-hmm. or in his, in his first pay-per-view match. And it was so quick and everything that it would have been cool to – have him have a lengthy run and he runs through a bunch of people and then like you say eventually loses it to a monster heel but yep uh yeah that's how it would have done uh question four do you think both brands need a women's division you can make a strong case that no i would say probably not yeah i think deep enough at all yeah I'd rather if they were only on one show and one show had cruiserweights and they were featured yeah. way more. Raw gets cruiserweights, SmackDown gets women, or vice versa. Right. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I will say is that if this women's tournament goes off well and you want to bring some of these girls in and they it start should, on NXT yeah. and then you can push up the NXT girls, to because I think some of those NXT girls are pretty close, mm-hmm. um, especially Asuka, who could come up on TV and take over a division, then that's already a hell of a lot better. And then maybe you can justify having two women's divisions. Uh, question five. If you could have Big Bad Boris announce a match with any commentator from wrestling storied history, whom would it be? Well, if he's doing lead, and then we'd have to get a color. Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman would be. I'm sure he would love that, too. Paul Heyman would be a good heel for his, his babyfaceness, too. Yeah. Because that would be got to be a heel work. commentator. Yeah, Boris is Boris is too nice to be. Mm-hmm. I think Jim Cornette healing on Boris sure. would be kind of fun too, really old school style. It'd be okay. Heenan, obviously. Yep. Heenan was the other one I was thinking. I also think he would do really well with Matt Stryker for some reason. What about Tony? Tony Shimoni? <laughs> David Atunga. Shavoni? Fuck, I don't even remember what it is. Shivani. Shivani. That'll put butts in seats. Um, but, but, but question six: If you Carlos could do... Rodriguez, yes, there you go. Now we're talking Zian Go Gomez or whatever that guy's name. Unaki. Is. Yep. Uh, if you could do a this is your life sketch on any member of the podcast, whom would it be, and whom would the guests be? Thanks, boys. Love you. Keep on molesting the Scott Box. Really? 
Job, Jesus. Oh, Ryan Danielson with a one instead of an I. Well, I think it's Scotty. I feel like there's a there's a good backstory with Scotty. Yeah. Um, if we picked Boris, there would be more life to tell. Right. So there's that argument as well. Yeah. Um, it depends on what kind of this is your life segment you're doing. True. If you're doing the Alexa Bliss one, I would love to do Scotty. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, be very funny. Yeah. Um, I always wanted to hang out, and he just wanted to sit around and smoke weed and play Street Fighter. <laughs> It's not necessarily untrue. No, that's you're, oh, no. you're practically writing your own segment now. But you've also met friends because of your Street Fighter. And yeah, I was gonna say probably my best friends are. There you go. Friends that would go on to make out with your girlfriend in the wrestling ring. That is true. That's true. Then my ex girlfriend made out. Oh God, I really oh, hope that doesn't happen God. in my life. No, I don't know if I could handle that right now in my life. All right. Um, Thanks for letting it get dark, Duncan. <laughs> let's make our picks. The poor, the uh, the champion. Has uh, made his selections. So we so get to I hear his first? Read his first, and then we will progress. We will start. Oh, this is fucking money in the bank. Get out of here. Uh, we will start with Rich Swan and Sasha Banks versus Noam Dar and Alicia Fox. Big Bad Boris has picked Swan and Sasha. These are the fucking ones that make it. These are the ones that win you belts. The ones that you have no fucking idea what's happening in the feud. Uh, I'm going to take Banks. And uh, her, uh, and her friend. friend. Yeah. And Homeless Rich. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Noam Dar and Alicia Fox. I will take Swan and Banks as well. I think we might get Cedric. Uh, oh, yeah. I can see Cedric getting a run out. He's got to be close at this point, no? He was on 205 this week. Is he? Yeah. He's back. Uh, Neville and Aries in a cruiserweight championship match in a submission match. I'm gonna go Neville. Wait, what? Again. Bear, what Boris oh, pick? Yep, sorry, uh, Neville. I'm going Neville again as well. I'm going Austin Aries. <laughs> um, this one's tough. I know this one's tough because it's submission. Yeah, I think I'll stick with Neville as well. It's tough for me because it feels like it might be time to flip it. Like, in terms of how long their feud has gone without flipping it. But it also, that last show, it was, like, textbook. Make the champion tap out going into the match. They're not going to tap out during the match. Okay. Uh, Hardy Boys versus Cesaro and Sheamus in a steel cage match for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Uh, Boris has picked the Hardys. I am taking the heels. Hey, uh, Seamus and Cesaro. What do you got, Warren? I think I'm going to go with the Hardys as well. I think I'm going to go with Cesaro and Seamus as well. Because I want just, like, they maybe they lose or there's a big bump off the top of the cage, and mm. maybe that makes Matt broken. Okay. I just sure. want broken Matt. And they've made a big, uh, they've made a big deal about saying that uh, this is the Hardys playground and these are the kings of extreme though the like it might be dumb to pick against the hardys at this point because they haven't lost anything really or it's is true. that one it's but smartest. is that exactly <laughs> um what are we at here alexa bliss and bailey stick on a pole for the women's championship double innuendo uh bailey is boris's pick yeah i'm, I'm also picking bailey because they've been kind of billing it as will bailey go extreme yeah, 
I mean, she. I think it, it calls for her to have that moment of, oh, she's finally snapped, mm-hmm. and she goes ballistic on somebody. Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily a heel turn, but it is. No, a, no, not at all. Yeah. because she's been bullied by this yeah. person. It she is, embraces it the is. hate. She is tough as nails now. I'm going to pick Bliss. Oh. I think that moment happens, and I think uh, Nia Jax comes out and helps her win. Because we haven't seen Nia Jax in weeks. They kind of hinted at that and then never touched it again. Uh, Ambrose versus The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. If Ambrose is disqualified, he will lose the title. What a shitty step for Extreme Rules. Boris and myself are picking Miz. I'm also taking Miz. I'm also taking The Miz. Do we all agree on how it's going to end? Disqualification. Drifter comes in and taps Miz very lightly with his guitar. And then he wins the title. Or Maurice kicks. He said it in his song. He said it. He said, I have to pay him back. He saved me last week, and I have to pay him back. So he's fucking. Do you think that's too blatant of a. Hey, just saying. I think it'd be a cool way to do it. Uh, Main event, Roman Reigns, Rollins, Balor, Wyatt, Joe. Five-way Extreme Rules match to determine the number one contender for the WWE Universal Championship. Big Bad Boris picks Finn Balor. Oh, damn. This one's tough. You got a lot of options, most of which have been built enough to believe. Yeah, it's true. Like, I, you could have any one of these guys win, and I'm going to be okay with it. There's not one guy that I'm like, I hope they don't do him. Because for me, it's whoever wins. It's a one-off at Great Balls of Fire. Sure. They lose, and then that's it. And that and that and that's the only way that there is somebody that I'm like, I hope he doesn't win is Samoa Joe because I just don't want it to happen at Great Balls of Fire. That's the only reason, which means nothing in the long scheme of things. But uh, And for anyway. me, I don't want to pick Finn Balor. Not that I think Boris is wrong. It's that I don't want to pick Finn That's Finn not Balor. the outcome match you want. Yeah, because I know that leads to him losing with Brock Lesnar, and I think that could be something really cool if you didn't squeeze it into Great Balls of Fire in between two feuds, if you actually built to that and had them go at it a little bit, I sure. think that could be really interesting. Because you okay. know whoever wins this is losing to Brock. Yeah. Uh, I'm going oh. to take... <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to take Seth. Scotty? Uh, in terms of being interesting, I'm going to pick the matchup I want the most, which sure. is Samoa Joe. I would not... Dislike that by any means. No, me neither. That would be fucking tremendous. Uh, I'm going to and, also pick Seth I don't Rollins. think Joe gets hurt by losing to Brock. What did you say? Warren? I'm going to pick Seth yeah. Rollins. I feel like he's the perfect guy. To do a one and done. To do a one and done. And then slide back down and he can go back up whenever he wants And he's to. not going to get hurt by it. Like, he's yeah. established himself. I feel like Finn gets a little more hurt. Bray Wyatt doesn't make much sense as a heel versus Lesnar people won't know. Heel. Yeah, people won't know who to cheer for there. Reigns, but Why? Why? At this point, again, to go back up there. Especially if they want to do it again at Mania next year. And I think they want to make a bigger deal about that yeah. than Great Balls so. of Fire for one night. Honestly, I think it does boil down to Joe Rollins or Balor. And, and I that's act- the three that we have picked. So. Yeah, and I actually think Joe for the same reason as Bray, even though I think that's more intriguing. I just yeah. think people will be like, ah! There's enough, there's enough like marks in the WWE who will be like, I have no idea who the fuck... Like I don't like Brock Lesnar. I'm a sure. I'm a small child. That's fair. And I also don't like Samoa Joe. Uh okay, so because we have uh no NXT and we should probably even start doing this on NXT shows as well. We're going to do as our tiebreaker uh the runtime of the pay-per-view uh price is right rules 
And by runtime, I mean from the moment that the then now forever thing starts, mm-hmm. not when the forever hits, when that starts, right? To when they fade to black, and the next thing starts on your pay per view feed. That is when it ends, start gotcha. to finish. Boris picked two hours and fifty two minutes. Okay, what order are we going in here? Um, that, that's that, true. We should have. Yeah, it makes a big difference in should've this. Should have drawn. Um, how can we do this without having to stop the podcast? I'm trying to think of a way. If I pick numbers, you, is that? Yeah, you pick uh, numbers one, two, and three. You pick the winner. You pick which number we have to guess. Okay. Me and Scotty will pick one, and if you're at the disadvantage of if we pick yours, you're just out. So if I, if it's you, not a disadvantage. It's just like pick a number between one and three. Okay. You have it in your head. Me and him will pick numbers. So and then if one you of you just, gets it right, then, then you pick last. Yes. Oh, and but who picks next last? Exactly. I see what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Ooh. Boys, we're in over our heads here. Okay. 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 And I'm then, gonna pick I, a number between one and ten. Okay. You guys pick. I like the one in three thing. Okay. No. What if we do the one in three and then we do it again with the winner <laughs> with the picking loo- yeah, between? That's okay. That's what I was going to do with 10. Okay. Okay. Go. Okay. You got um, Three. Okay. Go. One. Two. It was three. Okay. So Warren gets to pick last. I was lucky. Yep. I guess we should, we probably should have made you like write it down somewhere. Honor's rule. Honor <laughs> rules. It legitimately was three. For the sake of honesty. Um, okay. And now you would pick again because. Okay. You, okay. So one and three again? No. Now it's one and two. Now you just pick one or two. No, it's a 50 50 chance. Yeah. Okay. One. Two. It was two. Okay. So I pick first, then Scotty picks, then Warren picks. Okay. Actually, yeah. except for Boris. Uh, Who's already picked? Right. I'm gonna say what he did he pick? Two fifty-two. I'm gonna say two forty-nine. Oh, that's a bad pick. I'm gonna say two forty-two. Oh shit! I broke that in my column. Fuck. Sorry. Two forty-two. I'm gonna go with two forty-four. Oh, we got a couple minutes in there then. See now, there's a couple ways I can play this. Yep. You know, you you're gonna want to go north or south. Unless, unless you're pretty confident it falls in between Scotty and Boris. Which I don't... Th- well, it could, I guess. I, I, think, we're, we're, I think it's going to be on the shorter end of things. I, I mean, this really doesn't matter necessarily in the long run, because I don't we, even know if we we're can almost, tie. We're almost surely not going to need it, but... I... Do it, do it Warren. <laughs> I'll pick... You know, prices is right, him? Yep. 253. Very nice. I was surprised that you said, I think it's going to be on the shorter end. And then Well, just because there's only six matches is what I'm thinking. I know, but then. There's not a lot. I know. I'm just going to play the rule because I hope that it doesn't come down to that anyway. So I feel me as the last picking person in the Price is Right rules, mm-hmm. I need to do that. So I did it. All right. For uh, your um, benefit, can I ask you a question? Hmm. If you think it's going to be on the shorter end, when you pick I'm aware. Minute, I'm aware okay. I'm doing the exact opposite of what I'm saying. Oh, okay, just I'm wanted aware. to make sure that. I'm just doing it because I feel like it is my necessity. All right. I also don't think we can technically pot, pot tie because Scotty has different on everything from everyone. Um, Weird. I'm sometimes really good at these different picks. Yeah, no, I don't. We, we can't tie technically this week. But right. That's okay. We have it anyway. And then we can just see who is closest regardless. <laughs> just, just for fun. Just for funsies. Yeah. All right. Um, that's, that's what the mid-card title will be for us. Yes. Runtime. Uh, the theme is 
Hellfire by Barnes Courtney. God, that's a bad band name. Mm -hmm. Barnes Courtney. What? That's a dude, apparently. It's not even a band name. Barnaby George Barnes Courtney. Uh, that's a better person name than a band name, I guess. He's 26. And he's from Aylesbury, England. Oh. It's a very alt-rock-ish song. It's not very good. No, I think, I've, I think I've heard it. When I heard it on Raw this week, I was like, oh, I can't wait to not have to hear the Sunset Pod. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, a bit of breaking, last-minute breaking news. Impact is going to be working their first house show in over two years. Hey, good for them. They're in India right now. They're on the way up. Uh, the company announced on Twitter uh, tonight that they'll be hosting a live event in Staten Island, New York, on August 5th at 6 p.m. So there you go. That's that's a step in the right direction for those idiots. Because they got all that Indian rupee money now. Is that is that it? I'm gonna trust you on that because I don't know if that's the right. Yeah, rupees. Is, is that what it is? Uh, all right. Uh, Sapod316.yahoo.com. If you want to email us, uh, we'll be back with another podcast next week. Enjoy the pay-per-view. You can let us know what your picks are as well via the email or via Twitter. We'll be posting uh, our picks so that you can keep an eye on that as you as you progress, as you view the extreme rules. Hopefully it is very extremely good. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at SatPod, myself at the Diesel Bears. I'm at Brando1990. I'm at Scottbox64. At BB Boris, at PWA Wrestling CA. Uh, Manitank. No. Oh, wow. wow. That was weird. There, there that was fucking, fucking weird. Holy shit. <laughs> Talking Reckless Podcast. Uh, you are on the most recent one, yes? I am. Yep. What'd you All talk right. about? We'll not be on the next one. Uh, what did we talk about? That was a long time ago now. You talked about like. Friday the 13th. Talked a little, a little bit. bit about Friday the 13th. Haven't owned it. Uh, yeah, I was just kind of giving them my impressions from watching you play. Yeah. Um, talked a little bit about uh, Legend of Zelda. Sure. Talked a little bit about uh, Oni, I believe. Oni Lorcan? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Our boy? not Biffer? included. <laughs> uh, talked a little bit about all sorts of shit on the Talking Reckless podcast. There you go. Go give them a listen, subscribe, rate them, and do that for us too. Because we never asked that. So you should just, yeah, give us a little uh, a little love on the iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Rate us well. Or bad if you don't like us. That's fine, too. I don't give a fuck. Don't, don't, just don't rate us, then. That's no, fair. what just I want is you to give us five stars, mm -hmm. but leave us a really mean text review. <laughs> this podcast fucking sucks. Five stars. <laughs> That's not bad. That's a good gimmick, actually. All right. Uh, enjoy the pay-per-view. We'll be back next week with another podcast. Scotty, you don't get to do one this week. I'm just going to do it for you. Until next time, keep on getting yourself disqualified by jumping into chairs. Woo! man's bed mm -hmm. down in the forest with the devil in me i remember the looks on their faces through the sycamore trees ain't no chariots of fire come to take me home i'm lost in the woods and i
just can't keep We could sing pretty melodies on the unmade bed Slow dancing to a silhouette Cause I ain't dead yet Ain't no chance of fire come to tear 